Welcome to the Isle of Missing Rolls, a 5e D&D actual play podcast and live stream where the only difference between heroes and villains is perspective. Thank you all for joining us tonight. Don't forget to catch this episode on YouTube later on this week and on Sunday on podcast podcast networks around the globe. But if I wanted to know what happened last session, where would I go? Here. Hello, everyone. Here to recap is me. Tavaruk. I mean, Jake. Um... Last time we played, uh, it was uh, the night uh, of of the events of the previous session, where we had uh, discovered this this tiefling menace that was tracking down half of our party, and uh, and Tavruk had just discovered a, another hobgoblin in town, where he was supposed to go meet that hobgoblin for a um, for a weird wooded rendezvous. Um, uh, it turns out though, it wasn't Zodug who sent him the letter. And when he got to the woods, uh, his former captain of his of his banner of the Burned Legion, Gorog the Vicious, emerged fully clad in armor uh, from the woods and tried to tell Tavruk that he was taking him back to the Legion. And uh, and there was all this drama happening, and Tavruk was very confused. Uh, but then the real Zodug appeared from behind him and snapped him out of it. And it was just some weird hallucination he was experiencing. So that's a good, really good sign for me and my mental health in the game. That's good. Um, uh, while that was going on, there was the fight with uh, with the as-then-unnamed tiefling. Now we know their name is Laurel, uh, tracking down our party. But the party turned around and, and upended our tiefling uh, adversary and knocked them unconscious, tied them up, and then did some shenanigans with all of their gear to realize they had a very old and darkness imbued spear and lots of other very old uh, accessories as well. Uh, they then woke them up and uh, questioned them a bit before Almas's uh, uh, lovely magic cured some weird half darkness thing that was going on with Laurel. And they became much more amicable and talking to the party and, and being very nice. Um, and uh, we noticed they had a lot of Solaris gear on, including a necklace that was very important, seems like. Um, uh, at that point, the party uh, reconvened in the tent in the caravan, and um, that's where we ended our session. So how will things fare with our new ally? Uh, will the Legion continue to chase our friend Tavruk? Uh, how will our uh, journey on the caravan go? We'll find out on this week's episode of the Isle of Misfit Rolls. And as we uh, figure out the history of swimming pools, we are uh, back to playing Dungeons and or Dragons. And welcome back, you fine, fine, attractive listeners and watchers and other people. I don't know players? what's going on. Oh, I'm, none I'm, of us players are attractive. I've gone down in the deep end of this mythological pool. All right. So, yes, last week we uh, finished off in Luthander's tent. 
And um, after Luthander brought some food and some snacks, whatnot, Laurel had uh, mentioned that they are uh, quite hungry, and uh, therefore some food has been uh, given to Laurel, who is, I'm assuming, fully untied now, has been reunited with their spear, feeling complete once again. Everyone's still kind of, still whatnot. Aviana still making eyes at the uh, the little one from real down under sitting on uh, almost his shoulder. I, I look, there will be two things that I will complete in my life. I will fight that stupid knight in Stormvale Castle and I will destroy this small man, this small thing. It will happen. <laughs> small man. It's this, this tiny man. Sweet. Now what? <laughs> <laughs> okay, um... <laughs> Oh, I assume it's time for a rest, unless anyone has things going on. Welcome to D anD D, where I, I, what are we doing? Tavrik just walked in. Wait a second. Yeah, 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 Tavrik just walked in, and Laurel's here, and I will explain to Tavrik what has happened. We fought this person; they were trying to capture us. Oh, now she's. Laurel already told us part of that story, and now we we got we got a little bit of that last time. Yeah, we're here now. (laughs) You're caught up. Man, that's crazy. It's wild. It doesn't crazy all that that happened that time. Just it's very so recently, much. Just now. I'm glad we were able to talk about it. Laurel, I do have a question before you go to sleep because you're probably very injured. Uh, now that you're free of your control spell or whatever uh, God did to you, what do you what do you plan to do now that you're seem to be free? Yeah, she uh, finishes the mouthful of whatever Luthander had brought to the tent, and like she looks at you. Or something. They were apricots. Oh. Okay, whatever. great. Uh, she looks at you curiously and says, what do you mean by, you said, whatever God did to you? What do you mean by that? Oh. It was, was it not your Pope? He is not the same thing as your God, I assume. Not my God. Uh, no, oh, no. I, I believe that the Pope <sighs> is being, um, what, do you, what do you call it? Not misinterpreted. Inhabited. Yeah. they brought someone brought back a a god which seemed to be kind of on the evil side and the god killed the pope and now someone's pretending to be the pope i'm assuming it's the evil god that killed the pope in the first place and is now probably controls half the world whatever i don't know i mean the pope was definitely evil the whole time too right like he he did all this i don't know the whole time Uh, i don't know his life but at least the time that i've known him which was about 11 minutes yeah Wait, what? What do you mean, the evil god? Because okay. how uh, many gods do you know about? I know about the one that was sealed by the children of light. That's the I one was there. Mm-hmm. I was wait. There. <laughs> Excuse me. Oh wait, do we let part out? Repeat in por favor. Uh, you you were there. And she looks like she's almost startled to have said that. Like it came out of her mouth, and she goes. Yeah, I, I was, I um, fought against them, and then I fought for them. Who did you fight against? I fought against the children of light, and then I fought for them. Oh, why were you fighting against them? She looks at you, and she kind of laughs, and she says, "This is a funny question to come from someone who is the same as me. We were children oh. of darkness. Yeah, yeah, that is what we were." I mean, I guess, but I mean, I guess I've never known anything different. That's definitely than the, the way. Children of, of light. 
It's definitely a way the group called the Children of Light would think about people like that. So that doesn't surprise me, actually. Why was there a, a heel turn? Or would it be a face turn? Why did you turn? Face turn at that point. She looks at you and she says, I don't. I remember I light, but I cannot remember much else. But I do remember changing sides. Mm. All right. Yeah. The one that you sealed away. Pretty sure that's the one pretending to be the Pope. So yeah, yes, but let's let's back up for a second about the fact mm-hmm. that this is this has been released upon the world again. This yeah. was not meant to have happened ever. I would assume not. So yep. what we were told was the so it was darkness was returning regardless. Um and there was we had to go out and essentially try and contain it as best as we could. Uh, and then return it to the church for uh, safekeeping and also to strengthen something. I don't remember the details of that um, bit, to be honest. It was always just, ah, go out and save the world or whatever. And then it worked out great. So here we are. I don't. I know you're very like old and out of place. She is being facetious. It did not work out great. I understand that. Okay, I just yes. didn't want to assume. Thank you. Uh, sarcasm has existed a very long time. Is it? Okay. That was sarcasm. Sorry, continue. Uh, yeah. M- Mike, does anything that Aviana is saying mean anything to Laurel? Does that sound like anything that would make any sense? Um, not really. Okay, just checking. Like okay. after and, and after Aviana said this, and you had your bit of a com- little bit of conversation, you hear, "Whoa, really?" And you look over the corner. Lift one of the like a corner of the tent, kind of lifted up. You see like Tam's little face. I'm gonna kill this kid now. And he's like, <laughs> "It's my Whoa. turn." And like, "Uh oh!" And you just like, "Hey, not me this time." <laughs> and Luthander just like, kind of looks over. Shouldn't you be in bed? He's like, yeah, just headed right there. Drops a flap and just you hear him running. He drops Man. a what? Flap. The, the flap of flap. the tent. Oh, I was like, "What is he oh, carrying?" Okay. Pancakes. Um, <laughs> How do I? Okay, so that doesn't make any sense. Um, does it? Is it? Did not sound familiar, or did what I say just not make sense? It does not make sense. I okay. As far as I knew, which is admittedly I was not given all the information. Yeah, it's it's not something that should have easily been able to be undone. The sealing away. That so is. it wasn't. I don't think easily undone. It wasn't. It wasn't the vessel as, failing. So the vessel wasn't what we understood was the the vessel that was containing. Okay, and also might correct me on this one because Aviana would know the basics of it. Is the vessel that contained was that contained the the the, the evil god mm-hmm. was weakening and darkness was getting back out into the world, and so they sent out teams to go and collect the elements that were getting created because of it to take it back and then use that power to reseal the god or 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 steady the seal again that was our what you were told we yeah were told. that was what we were told yes so, so that's what we had done we had we had ve- we have vessels that went out absorbed darkness as we were able to collect it and then we returned it at um its via now at this point we're pretty confident that's not how it actually went and that yes. we just gave them a bunch of darkness to put into that already uh, being thing vessel. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
and just made it worse and full of so that's yeah there was not a lot of information left from those times the time of the heroes and the the children of light uh so there was no way for anyone else it's it was just uh, blind faith i guess laurel give me a history check okay mm-hmm. eight okay Welcome no comment. To the Isle of Misfit Rolls. <laughs> hey, hey, Aviana. Yes. Can I, can I talk to you quietly for a second? Uh, sure. Hey, I didn't want to like put you on blast or anything, right? Yeah, but you, you got that book. I do have that book. I was going to ask her about it later. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, Don't yep, mind this yep, conversation in the chat, but everyone's fine. <laughs> no, she had something in her teeth. It's a, it's a thing. Oh wait, what? Do I wait? No, wait. One no, second. no, 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 no. You got it. It's fine. Did I? Okay, okay. You're, you're good. It was just blood. so. <laughs> so I am to understand that you were used, and then their intention at sending me after you was to th- remove you from, you know, knowing what happened. Kind of stuff. Sounds like. Interesting, Eats. interesting, guys. He takes another dried apricot, eats his dried apricot, and just got mm, interesting. Yeah, he can hang out. He's whatever. They seem to be telling people that we were the things that let all the darkness out, which is technically true. Yes, based on what you just told me, it seems like that is kind of true. It is actually true. In the truest it- statement of who did the letting out, well, uh, well, we just, just provided the out. tools to let him out. Additionally, there we weren't the only ones that were out. No, nope, that's true. Him. It wasn't empty yes. when we got there. Oh, which means, uh oh, I hope they're all okay. Oh, they're for sure uh, dead. Yeah, they're yeah, yeah probably. In a couple weeks. I doubt they had anyone that could throw up a, a magical, super powerful wall to help them escape and send a portal to get them out at the same time. Well, I, I I'm meant more sure of they the, the assassin yeah, route. I I'm assuming that they, they were had a That's what I'm saying. They probably just did. Oh yeah, there's more assassins out there, guys. Let's be aware of that. I'm sure oh. Laurel's not the only one. True. They probably Maybe. thought Laurel was very capable and talented, and they only need to send one, right? That's optimism. I'm lying. It's that not. Is it's not the case. That's not. Is there? A... Laurel, do you remember what you were supposed to do once you completed this mission? Return to Sphere. Oh. Oh. Not get, not just contact them again. You were supposed to return specifically to Sphia. Uh, I, I was either supposed to have captured you all and return you alive, or killed you all and return the artifacts. Great. Oh, great. Oh, uh, why, why couldn't they just have you? How do you call? Call this phone number and. Hold on. Uh... <laughs> right. Look. I have this in mirror. I call no. this all the time. Um, do um, you do you think that? Uh, I mean, I don't know what your connection with him was like under, I guess, possession or something. Do you think he knows that you're no longer... I mean, well, maybe you are still working for him. I don't know, but I mean... No, I do not. To answer your question, she says, pointing at Almas, I don't think she actually knows what all of your names are. Um, I'm not sure you introduced everyone. Definitely never. Keep calling me the nickname. Uh, <laughs> flat face. 
No, Dark Sorcerer. <laughs> oh, all the things said. Dark Wizard. Villain. It was all this. They were. It all had your first name. She had our names. Everyone. Oh yeah, that's oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's but, right. I forgot. Yeah. Elden Lord. What a fancy so nickname and what your, all your charges oh, were. Right. That was the thing. That's right. Um, Gray, did you wanna? We were gonna. If you were here this week, because you weren't here last time, when Tavrook came in, they could have. They we can retcon that he went back to the inn to grab Bach. We could do that. to bring to to have you here I because thought, you're not. Yeah, I thought that was the. I thought he did stop by to pick a buck. It was. It was the. If Gray is here next week, he can have stopped by. But for now, we're gonna glaze over it. Okay, sounds so, good to me. So maybe we'll you were outside, just like, talking to somebody, and and now He's you here. can arrive. Yeah. <laughs> Bach, Bach, you have so, arrived. Get all that buck. So this, you heard all that. <clears throat> this raccoon who's dre- who who's walking on his hind legs, wiping his hands of way from. Wiping grease away from his and oil away from his hands on a uh, on a rag, he kind of looks up at everyone and goes, "Didn't I tell you guys not that we shouldn't have gone back there?" I think you said that actually. He did say that. No, I don't remember. Where? I explicitly told everyone it was a terrible idea to go back to the. to, to the to see the uh, Sindrak and the the rest of those clear team men. Oh, back then I yes. thought you meant to come back to this tent. Oh yeah, oh, I, don't remember, I don't remember. I don't remember that far ago. That was too, <laughs> that was too long ago. You, I will yeah. assume you're right. So much has happened since. When you're right, you're right. But that's in the past. We got to keep moving forward. Ignore when you were right and just keep going. You know. I was told that you had pets, but I was not told that the pets could talk. Let the pets have a pet. <laughs> he's a. Uh, he's not Bach really. Bach isn't really a pet. Yeah, he's not really a he's pet. More of his own point. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Old information, by the way. I love he's that. An ally. With old information. I like that. It's good. Mm-hmm. Well, she looks at Bach and says, "Apologies, then. Uh, I am to be called Laurel. It would seem, but hello. Hello. What's with the uh, historically accurate armor?" And we catch Bach up really quickly. <laughs> yeah, so quick. She's from 700 years ago. She gets frozen and then Captain America brings her out of the ice so she can kill people. Oh. <laughs> we, we did. There's a Captain Winter America Soldier? in the story now. I guess Winter Soldier. more Lysander than puts his coffee it. down. He's like, what? <laughs> Why am I not surprised? <laughs> Just eating his apri- dried apricots. So... Am I to understand that your collective aim is to oppose this pope and this dark god? Yeah. 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 To do what we were uh, thought we were doing. Just in a very different way, I guess. Yeah. But first, we have to figure out less assistance. How to do that. Yeah. Well, then we are in an accord and I will join you. You're done with that. Works for me. Okay, you know yeah, I'm a great I... judge of character, and uh, I'm I'm <laughs> oh, all about it. Lord's great. Well, the good news is, I know there was like some vague, like different darkness, purple eyes things going on there. But if the three of you could take her from the five of us, I mean, sure, for sure we have it. Right. Oh, okay. I don't think it's going to come to that, Laurel. I'm just, you know, sorry, thinking out loud here. But step out of line, you find out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do. To go back to your question, she says, looking at Tally, I do not think that it was a connection so much as it was just a compulsion 
that was placed on me. So I don't know that... I mean, I assume once I do not return to Sphia, they will know that something has happened, but... Well, I mean, that that's good, though. Because uh, did you have a timeline for when you needed to return? Just after you were all dead or captured. Yeah, but were they, like, you know, in a month or so, like, you should be able to take them all, you know, like... Uh, it seems that they did assume that I would be able to do this pretty automatically. Hmm. Okay, so that's not a lot of... Well, that is a level of disrespect I was not expecting. Yeah, no, I was hoping that it would um, uh, be more in our favor, that, like, if for whatever reason we had to go back, that we would have an easy in and be captured. Is... Hey, 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 Almas. We'd have to go now. Almas. Yeah, no. Is she still under the influence of any sort of uh, enchantment magic? No. Okay, so her her brain's not gonna ooze out the side of her ear. Gotcha. Uh, the the sides of her ears. Gotcha. It would have happened already. Well, yeah. yeah. Once once she went counterintuitive to the uh, the gears. Yeah. yeah. I use really good magic. You know, I'm pretty good at it. She did have quite the curse upon her. Big brain magic. Mm-hmm. Big brain magic. Yeah. Yeah. I know Luthander's been eating a lot of those apricots, but I don't smell any gears. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, it, it's it's a spell, Tavrook. It's it's one that like forces people to do the bidding of the caster. I see. Can oh. I get three of you to make a perception check? Ooh, I will do one of those if I can. Um, sure. Without dropping stuff. I would I, like one of them to be Tavrook because of the comment. I rolled twenty-two. Twenty. Thirty. Ooh. Um. It's 16 plus 11, 20. Is that 27? Yep, 27. Okay, all of you can easily smell. Yes. Yes. Smoke. Oh. Smoke? Oh, Ooh. shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, can we tell where it's coming from? Outside the tent. Like, you can smell the. Uh, you can smell wood burning. Smoke my head out. And, and then walks out the tent. Uh, I imagine a Scooby-Doo he- three heads pop out of the tent at three different heights. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Further in towards With, like, the little camp, uh, uh, you can like see a bright light. You can see smoke rising into the air. It looks like a uh, communal campfire has been lit this evening. Oh. Oh, okay. That's no big deal. Okay. After um, that, after that forest fire thing, I'm just a little jumpy. Understandable. Understandable. Yes. Um. There was. There was planning, as it being the last night in this uh, in this town, that we would have a fire, I believe, food, drink, song is in order. Well, yeah, we're heading to not chicken. So if you'd like to uh, partake, uh, I know the caravan would be more than happy to host you all tonight. Do have nice hotel rooms. Yeah, I'm going to pass. We have some rooms up in, the, up in we town. Can, we can do the party and then go to the hotel rooms. Yes, I'd love for you to join us. There'll be stories and singing. Maybe some dancing. Did, um, do you, I mean, there were plenty of people present during our altercation earlier. Have you filled in any of the people about um, uh, Laurel's newfound alignment? I just don't want anyone to think that they're going to be under attack. If no, I, I'm not worried about that. We luckily okay. came near the end, and I asked everyone to stay back, so they're not fully sure what had happened. 
And if you approach with with me, um, I doubt there will be any incident. Sounds uh, good to me. It'll be uh, a great way to introduce them if they do intend on uh, joining us on our way to Not Chicken. To introduce them at the uh, fire and um, let us show them some oh. of our hospitality. Yeah, um, Laurel, we're helping these people get to, uh-oh, um, uh, a place that they, yeah, it's a place called Not Chicken. It's it's supposed to be somewhere that's safe from all of... It is called... Hand. What, exactly? It's a, I, the it's same issues. It is, a, it is a, so long of a story that we can explain yeah. it to you maybe another day. Um, right, it's pretty easy, says, says Puck. My mm. dad runs it, probably. Yeah. Uh, potentially. We don't know that for sure, Buck. Uh, in case but, I mean, it is highly likely. In case Sandra kind of looks like it's run by a giant raccoon. Yeah, no, no, no. no. His, his dad is no. actually a giant lizard. Oh, that... Okay. <laughs> that doesn't make it better. <laughs> yeah, that, that's not clear uh, anything up. I know. I just pats Luthander on the shoulder and fucking walks towards the fire. <laughs> He's like, "You'll figure it out, buddy." <laughs> someone, an old, um, someone we knew, we think runs the I town. Think it's a friend, right? I yeah, it's an old friend. Uh, we think, based on the name, um, and his attempts to understand um, geography, kind of and geography, places. and and the way that humans name things, um. Not chicken sounds very much like uh, something that he would name a town. Mm. So it that's is- anyway. It's supposed to be safe. We're helping these people get there. Um, it's it's further south, and Aviana will like, briefly explain like where it would be kind of in Revlon. Uh, and then you, after that, we're headed to the capital. Did Did you know that the 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 word for friend and food are interchangeable in my dad's language? Mm-hmm. I did know that. So uh, that's where we're going if you wanted to come um, with us. Otherwise, uh, there's the guards as well um, who won't be with us for much longer. They'll be heading off at, at the, the crossroads or whatever, whatever wonderfully fortuitous name. Ditchin. Ditchin, Ditchin yep. Yeah. Ditchin, once we get yes. To, once we get to Ditchin, they'll um, be heading straight to the capital from there. We'll be heading further south and then also going to the capital. So you have oh. until then to whether you want to stick with us or... Well, as I have said, if your intention is to fight against the darkness, that is what my purpose is. So I will join you. Right. Okay. That's fair. Um, okay. So I guess now that is settled. Shall we join the, uh, the fire? I'm going to head back. I have some notes to look through and some, uh, just some stuff to think about. So I'll see you guys tomorrow. All right. I'm only going to stay for like an hour or two. I'm not staying all night, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Hey, I've got this, and I'll pull out some of that fancy wine that guy told me to steal. It's like <laughs> champagne. Yeah. It's kind of bubbly and effervescent. I love it. And I'll just drink straight from the bottle like a fancy bitch and pass it around if anyone wants any. <clears throat> only the highest of high class for Tali. So as yeah, the, I, probably, uh, I probably shouldn't, but I'll take some of that. <clears throat> so as the group sips on their bottleish. Champagne. They can, they uh, continue on to the fire. You see, like a couple people playing some instruments, like makeshift, nothing Wait, fancy. Did you say bottomless? What? What? I thought you said bottomless champagne. champagne. Bottle of. Okay, I was about to say wishful ears. Score, <laughs> fucking score, bro! I've been fighting for this forever. Did you say one million gold? <laughs> <laughs> 
Sorry, continue. And so you all get around the campfire. There's some logs that have been pulled. Some chairs have been moved up. And people are, you know, there's people tending to the fire, bringing over some logs from the nearby forest and whatnot. And it seems that even though there is, you know, a whole bunch of shenaniganery that happened just outside the uh, caravan, everyone seems in quite high spirits. These are the people of the downtrodden. The, you know, everyone around here has their tragic story that if you ask, they will not tell you because I will not go into that because I know what Adam is thinking. What do you mean? The answer is just, yeah, they tell you their tragic story and you're the very disappointed by it. The end. But yeah, this is a, a refugee caravan, but everyone seems in pretty high spirits and the few people motion over. You see a familiar, a couple of familiar faces. You definitely notice Serena by the fire there. She's over by like what looks to be like the head group there and Luthander starts making his way over there. He does some couple introductions and whatnot. And then it seems to be turned into after the fire goes down, like comes down a little bit from the initial blaze. You see some embers growing. You see some people starting to kind of roast a couple things around the fire. And then people start telling some stories around the fire and whatnot. The odd time in the distance, you see the odd like kid run by like, and then you see their parent kind of look over like, you should be asleep. What are you doing here? Then they kind of run off back to their tent. You know, the kids want to take part in the campfire, but you know, it's getting late. Are and Tam then and start... his sister around? Tam and his sister are not around. Serena, you kind of saw them once and they got a look from Serena, their grandmother, and they booked it off to... Chances are Tam is now telling all the kids the stories he's heard today. Mm. And then... Um, they're like, Luthander, tell us a story. And Luthander gets up. He starts telling a story about two elves who, during the great battle, would dance through the uh, the battlefield like the, the wind themselves were carrying them. They're, it was almost a waltz, but no sword or arrow could ever touch them and whatnot. And it's just like, as much as their fighting was dancing, they were ones to be reckoned with, but... They knew with great power it was to be used to protect and not to harm. And they would just do that to protect the ones they loved and the ones around them. And who's telling this story? Uh, Luthander. Oh, okay. Is telling Um, the story. Yeah, uh, Tali will definitely sit and uh, listen in to all the things Luthander is saying. Yeah, he just tells a story about these, uh, these two elves, you know, uh, two lovers who would dance together through a battlefield untouched and stuff like that and then defeat all their enemies. But, you know, as he says this, he also throws a warning that, you know, this is not condoning violence and stories are meant to are just that. It's a thing of beauty. Do not focus on the destruction that they wielded, but the togetherness and companionship that they shared with each other kind of thing. And then, uh, yeah, the night continues to go on after he tells the story and he just kind of goes back to enjoying it. You actually see for the first time, he actually has like a glass of wine and he seems to have kind of relaxed a little bit. He, he almost cracks a smile or two even. Wait, Luthander does this? Yeah. Insight check. <laughs> Roll it. Maybe he's happy. Have you I considered know. that? I know. He's trying if to he consider is, right now. That's never an option in this reality. We need to do something about it. He's like, is that bang man can't You have a port you want to use before going to bed? Is that what it is? Don't worry about it. It's good. Maybe it's a natural one plus one. (laughs) You, you, it's hard to read as you look at his eyes because the reflection of the uh, camp, the giant bonfire going off. 
And you're I'll like, humans, humans do things. I, or he's an parents. elf. But, but uh, yeah, he just kind of sits back down near the group and uh, telling his story and whatnot. And, uh, yeah, if there's anything anybody wants to do during the, the campfire or whatnot. I will eventually, after about an hour or two, head back to the room like I said I was going to. Because I paid for a room. I'm not staying on the floor. Um, I I can't remember. Um, did Luthander? He kind of told me what he wanted to talk to me about, right? He wanted his shield back. No, I thought he said something about training or something. He said, uh, potentially some training, potentially later on, but that could be something okay. discussed at a later time. Okay. If you bring it back up to him, he'll just kind of, oh yes, 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 and he just kind of like, oh, I must be getting tired in my older age, and I'm going to head. Uh, down to bed myself and he was hope you uh enjoy the rest of the the fire serena kind of goes huh that one tired at his age he's an elf what is he like a hundred yeah so he's still quite young for an elf but he's just like plays it up and he's gonna go off he heads back to his tent and uh yeah so serena just kind of sits down beside you she goes are you enjoying the fire yeah, it's quite nice. Um, I'm enjoying this, though. Have you tried any? And I'll pass her the champagne. She just kind of puts her hand up. No, no thank you, my dear. I, I just sip on a little thing of this, and that's uh, that's all that I need. What's that? Oh, just a, just a small thing for us older ladies that we drink around here. And she just kind of takes a sip. The wind kind of picks up, but you kind of get a hint of it. This, like, makes overproof smell like water. Like, Overproof would be like water can, compared to this stuff. It's like the purest. It's essentially like crazy ass moonshine that these old yeah. ladies are drinking around the fire. Can I? Can I try it? Yes. Yes. Um. It's just a wee, a small thing, and she kind of hands it over. She's like, just take a small sip. And as you I take a take sip, a it's really, really strong. It does not taste good. It's like not flavored, nothing. It's just pure, pure. It's booze. like pure alcohol. Yeah. Do I have to make a con save? No. Okay. But you just like, <clears throat> where, where do you uh, where do you get that? Paint store. Paint <laughs> <laughs> can. Old Margaret makes it. Usually, I don't. I don't feel hot. You know, the heat doesn't uh, bother me. But the, that the fire does. That's oh, the campfire, yeah. my dear. Nope. <sighs> I think my insides are on fire. I like well, it. That's kind of one of those things that might happen, but you get used to it. And she just goes back, sips it, no reaction. Where's, where's just Margaret, kind of, la- Margaret lady? Where? Oh, I'm not sure. But, um, I'll have yeah. to meet this person. Yes, I wonder who will be telling the next story. The stories are my favorite part about the fire. Well, it ain't me. So someone else oh, telling the no, story? Oh, no, dear. <laughs> no, so she just kind of, like, mentioned, she goes, uh, Luthander always goes with old, his old story of the, the two dancers. What? what? She kind of leans in. He goes, mm-hmm. just between us. He, yeah. The, the people he was saying the story about were actually his grandparents. Not too many people know that. Assumed it was him. Wait, yeah, I, I kind of assumed it was perhaps himself and someone else. Have you seen him dance, my dear? I have not. Nothing actually. so graceful. Today or tonight was the you know the loosest I've ever seen him. He used to be very different before, you know, mm-hmm. but. Before that, he was a young, brash elf. Thought nothing could do, 
could touch him, yet he was invincible himself. But none of us are. And you, looking, she looks you up and down. You'd be good to me knowing that yourself, dear. Oh, me? No, I'm, I'm fine. I, uh, I'm pretty tough. There's a lot more things anything. tougher in this world than what's in this bottle. She kind of winks at you. That uh, how it kind of caught you off guard. How strong it was. She goes, oh, oh, I must be getting to sleep myself. And she just like chugs the rest of the bottle and just kind of goes, kind of like takes a little doily out and just kind of spins the side of her mouth. She goes, just does the on each side and goes, yep. pretty bitch. <laughs> and she just and she just kind of like, you have a good night. And she walks fine. And as you walk, like you're just about to look away, you see her kind of like half stumble and just carries herself. But she's good, right? She's good. Okay. And then she just heads off and. Uh, Tally's yeah. thoroughly impressed. Yeah, so I and, guess yeah, I'll eventually leave. Yeah, yeah, so the rest of the group's heading back to the bum, 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 the Knights King's Pillow. Nope, King's Pillow. King's That's Pillow. it. Wasn't Pillow there a magic place. shop I was gonna potentially? Well, I was gonna let Laurel know by the way that if you need to stay at the hotel, we can cover your room because I don't know if you have money or not. I don't know where you want to stay, but I will offer the invitation. Uh, she will. Consider it and say, I had not thought that far ahead. Uh, does, does she have money? Uh, she, like, fishes around in, like, her pouches and stuff, and she pulls out ten very old-looking gold coins. <laughs> yeah. We can cover you if you want to come to the hotel, because I don't know if that's going to work. Either that's worth nothing, or, like, a hundred times more than what you think it's worth. Yeah. Give me a D100, Laurel. Okay. Alrighty. Inflation roll. We just, we're, this is our first inflation roll of the campaign. <clears throat> 22. And roll me another d10. Okay. Uh, six. What's 22 times six, people? Give me math. Good math. Erica, I'm looking not at not you. even close. Erica, you're definitely muted, by the way. It's 132. There we go. <laughs> They gave you no. these uh, this bag of what looks to be coins, but you didn't recognize as real money. You have 132 gold coins as well. They uh, they gave you for your traveling expenses. Oh, okay. How Mark, dare I you ask me to do math right after Pride? <laughs> Who do you think you are? <laughs> oh, I need someone to drive somewhere to get a pumpkin spice latte. <laughs> oh, ho, ho. Look, there's too many people in this house. I don't know what you want from me. <laughs> And so, yeah, the rest of the uh, group, every, I assume no one else staying by the fire, everyone's head back to uh, the King's Pillow. You get through town. Um, does Zoda come with you? So he would have been around for most of this, and he'd probably be heading back to his home, or where he's currently staying. So he would have parted ways once you've gotten to the city. Probably drinking and reminiscing about old, old stuff. Yeah, by the campfire. It kind of had that feel of your that old kind of thing there, and you guys had that a little bit of that camaraderie, talking about the old times, the good times. And then, uh, yeah, as you get to the kind of fork, that one way goes to, like, the ritzy part of town where the King's Pillow is, and he's staying near the uh, the stay and pay, where his... You, you know where his place is. You quickly popped in there to check on his armor before. So he's going to head off to his house, and, uh, yeah. Is anybody else doing anything, or you're just all heading... For a, a good night's respite. Is there anybody at the counter that Laurel can ask for a room from? Yeah, I believe right now the group has f- five rooms. Yeah, I think we each had our own room. 
Yeah, Tavrig paid for five rooms. He'll, as she's asking this question, Tavrig would walk by and put the other appropriate amount of money on the counter and say, it's good. You're, I got you. You got it. And so, uh, yeah, so the bartender slash innkeeper there is like, not a problem. And you're able to get another room for, so now we're up to six rooms there. Mm-hmm. Only thing is you notice that when the, Aviana would have been the first to notice this. When you get back to your room, your pillows all seem to be missing. What? I assume Aviana will have gone down to the the room service or whatever and been like, "Hey, like I don't have. What, can I get some pillows?" And she's like, "Oh, I'm, I'm so sorry about that. I'll get pillows sent up right away. My many apologies." Thank. Has anybody been upstairs that hasn't purchased a room? Uh, no. It's, I'm so sorry. We'll have a complimentary fl- uh, fruit platter sent up as well. You know what? That sounds nice. Thank you. And so, yeah, exactly. and then we're good. Free food. We're all the right. next. The rest of the groups get there. And when you all get to your rooms, other than Laurel, all the rest of your rooms have no pillows. Except for Bach. When he returns to his room, I had last episode, you spent your time lockpicking everyone's room, stealing all their pillows and making the most epic pillow fort. It literally opened the door oh, and you went right into the pillow fort. Shit, I forgot all about that. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, no, I'll Bach go downstairs. Just jumps and through his fucking door. No one notices it, but everyone gets to their room, <laughs> and everyone but Laurel has no pillows in their room. Yeah, no, I'll uh, I'll go downstairs and ask for pillows as well. They clearly need more pillows. <laughs> You're like, Pardon? doesn't more? complain. He throws his book bag on his on his bed. Yeah. And then uh, yeah, so they're like, I'm so sorry. I'll get pillows sent up right as well. And then yeah, and then like oh, this is I, whoever's been doing our. Bed making. Well, I will make sure I have their head tomorrow. You know what? No, it's not that extreme. Um, you know, maybe someone's just having an off day. Like forgiveness, right? I'm sorry. Um, I'll have pillows sent up to your rooms, and eventually, a couple minutes later, you're all in knock a door, and there's more pillows arrive. I will tip whoever gives me uh more pillows, like five gold pieces, just in case they lose their job tomorrow. So. As long as it's not the person that was from downstairs. No. Okay, With yeah. Box proclivity to be able to uh, being able to build stuff as an artist. It's spicer. fucking amazing. <sighs> well, my my question is, how hard is it to uh, make a three to four foot high trebuchet that can launch pillows? Oh god. <laughs> are you depending? Or are you breaking any other furniture? <laughs> uh. No, but I got all these spare parts that I purchased that I haven't been able to do anything with because you keep on stopping me from being able to craft magical items. Not stopping you. I'm just saying that the Podunk Town's not going to have all the things an artificer needs to make flying magical boots. But do they have everything I need to make a miniature trebuchet that can launch pillows? Of course. It would. Excellent. And you can also Pickle use Brutus. sticks from the counter. Brutus's tail goes click, 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 and boom. So you have a pillow launcher as well. Sweet. So I'm going to go to bed right now. And my plan is to wake up earlier than everyone else. Okay. Ooh. And so everyone Tally is snoring. Yes. Very, very loudly. Your thaumaturgy uh, snores. Yes, precisely. Everyone else is pretty abnormal. This Laurel, you're like, you're not sure if the, Hotel's under attack, or there's an earthquake, or something. But there's some really loud snores coming from like a room over from you. I mean, I think she's dealt with worse in like army yes. camps. So, 
I feel like Almus is pretty okay because I imagine he's got up the bubble, and I, I don't know if that blocks out sound, but I think it does. Wait a minute, we're all in different rooms though, right? Yeah, but I assume that it, you would probably have your bubble up. Oh, we're for the we're in the room farthest away from each other. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, that I mean that's fair. <laughs> you probably saw how much I was drinking at the bonfire, and we're like, nope. Nope. I imagine every time we pick rooms, it's uh, almost takes up the last of the line to pick the. He's the first in the line to pick the room, but he just like casually just like keeps an eye on Tally to figure out where she goes, and then he immediately just like, if someone's about to go into the room that he wants because the first for this one way, he appears out of nowhere and slaps his hand in the door and calls dibs. Oh, my. <laughs> he is a divination before wizard. they can like stop anything. Oh, his main <laughs> divination is knowing what room Tally's going to choose, so he can choose the furthest one. This is how we do you, you hear that? You have a new free ability. A new free ability. <laughs> Great. I give those out like <laughs> But um, yeah, so everyone uh goes to sleep. And uh Bach, you said you want to wake up first, so uh yes. Bach, you wake up in the morning. Sweet. I relocate the pillow fort to the hallway and I get ready with uh with uh Brutus. And uh, who would be uh, waking up next? Not me. Suma Aviana. She left the party the first. That's true. Oh, yeah. yeah I feel like Just Aviana wakes up early. Yep. Yeah, you're well, right. Aviana, you walk out your door. You see this giant pillow ah! fort. <laughs> and then you get pelted. I'll give you a, de- oh a dexterity God. saving throw. Can I acrobatics <laughs> check this instead? Yeah, I'll give you an acrobatics check to dodge you out of the way. <laughs> Great. Um, I, I have no dice pulled out right now. My D20 is buried oh. in the bottom of my dice box. It's not like we're that playing D&D or anything. Okay, yeah, oh, right? Dear. Look, I have a character sheet up. At least my that. Dice Jesus so Louises, uh, 19. You're able to dodge the, uh, the pillow, which is good because it came out, uh, re- like, crazy fast. That probably would have caused some bodily harm. I will be done. So Box got one, the smallest pillow kind of like strapped to his head, almost like a helmet tied with a bow beneath his chin. As he grabs a pillow and says, Attack! And proceeds to like charge at Avienna with the pillow. What are you doing? <laughs> Is this enough racket to wake people up? Yes. As he oh, yells, yeah, no, charge outside. I will go out. Yeah, this is not quiet. Sorry, my proceeding my to like smack Aviana repeatedly with the pillow. And I as you like all come outside, you see Aviana being pelted by pillow armored Bach with his like you know the bedroll pillows, like the ones that like sit like there's a cylinder that sit in the bed. He's holding one of those with like ta- a tassel, and it's like she's getting smacked by the tassel, and she's like, just quit, ta- just. Ta- you're gonna break one of my bandol- like my bottles, and she's like trying to cover her stuff. Yeah, and, like, and she's, she knocks she's, a book, falls on the ground, and then she's getting serious. She's absolutely flabbergasted as to what is it happening as well. <laughs> she's she's twelve degrees of confused. He continues his barrage. Okay. Stop! Stop! Oh, stop! Put that! Put that! Do it! I come out with the assist. <laughs> do I have any? Do it! Do it! Stop it! And then, uh, yeah, so everyone's come out the hall, everyone's seen what's going on, and you look around, everyone's there but Tavrook. Mm. Where's his door to his room? It's right beside him. He was in room two. All right. Open the door to room two. It's locked. He locked his room bef- door before he went to sleep, as most people tend to do. A knock on it. No answer. I will magic. <laughs> 
<laughs> you kind of magic. I do, I do the magic. Do you have the knock spell? Pick a lock. No, I don't have knock spell. I have many other ways. I have, I have great fireball. Swords. Yeah, right. In the middle of, I'm assuming the Bach is still fighting Aviana, but hey, Tala, yes. come over here. Unlock this. I don't care that there's pillows all over the place. I'm just standing in the middle of it. Uh, okay, is everything all right? Like Aviana probably turns to look, and she's still being hit in the back and like the calf with a pillow. Oh no, I am. I am still trying to just wrangle him. this Oof. raccoon. Yeah, it was not that good. Um, uh, that is a uh, wait a minute. That's thirteen. Yeah, it just needed. It's just a DC ten. You're able oh. to click. I think I have that plus eleven. It's a fa- it's a fancy place. You don't need. Uh, they don't have that great locks on the rooms. They don't get riff raff up in here. And then the room uh, door opened. <laughs> they did tonight or last night. All right, what's in the room then? Uh, he answers. See... It is the morning. What if I just slept in and you see a naked hobgoblin? It is what it is. We we would know together. if you slept naked. We room together. It's not a big deal. Yep, not if I'm in my own room. And we've all been in the hot tub together and seen you naked. So I I'm just saying as much. Are you there? So as Are you, you there? open the door, you do see Tevrook on the bed, naked. <laughs> yeah okay whatever I, yeah. i'm gonna say he's wearing a blanket he's got a blanket okay. on just a sheet the bottom just a i don't sheet. know he's, he's probably not <laughs> on top of the sheet <laughs> he's got a and you see they are dripping with sweat hey bud you good i i understand you're naked but you also look sick from this angle no response all right i guess uh i need a medic he's naked by the way but it is what it is uh, I'm gonna go over and. I mean, I was with you, so I, can, I, can I check his pulse? Yeah, you have magic. You have he uh, has a pulse, but he is not moving. Pulse um, are like a really. This is a slow bad one. idea because I, I'm not strong, but I try to like slap him. It's like Tavruk, Ta- you didn't drink that much. Are you okay? No response. When you say that you need a medic, Laura will come in. She doesn't care that he is naked. And she says, what is going on? I don't know. Does this look familiar? He's laying there motionless, clammy, sweaty. He is rustling a little bit, but asleep. Uh, Sweaty, like, could be poisoned sweaty? Don't know. Can I make Uh, a roll? rest, right? Yes, when we got long rest. Okay. Yep, we all have had a long rest, but okay, just want to make sure. as you look over this sweaty, slightly rustling uh, hobgoblin, we are going to jump to a different scene. Ooh. Uh, look at you. Interesting. The storyteller. fully armored Tavruk walks through the jungle, the familiar smells, the familiar humidity of Rotria. As he walks through, he lifts up lifts some branches away, some, uh, like, palm tree style. A little bit of hanging vines and moves them to the side. And he sees Zodug. Zodug looks over to him, nods, makes his way slowly towards him. Tevrook, what are you doing here? I'm I'm just making my way through this. Making my way down, down. No, Um, sorry. Making my way. Well, uh, what are you doing here? I I don't know. I yeah, that's that's a that's a good response. I don't. I'm in a jungle. I don't understand what's what's happening. I could have swore uh, there was. We were by a campfire not that long ago. 
that drink they offered must have been uh, stronger than I, than I thought. Uh, Zodug, you need to get your life together, Zodug. He kind of pats himself on the face. So I'll wake up in a moment. That's probably some stupid dream or something. And he's kind of muttering to himself. He starts starting. He starts to walk into like a bit of a clearing. Zodug, this is a dream. I don't. I just hear you say that you think it's a dream. As he's walking, just as soon as he you say that, he kind of pauses, and he kind of turns around and he goes, "Good question. You're always one of the smarter ones. Where exactly are we, Tavrook? I mean, this this seems familiar to me, right? Yeah. I mean, like incredibly familiar, or just like I know the terrain well enough to be like this feels like the right continent, but yeah, it's not like oh, I know this spot. That's the rock I did this on, and that's the tree I've carved my name. And no, it's not like that. It's just a Familiar feeling, like the familiar humidity, the familiar vegetation, that kind of thing. Like, you can tell, like, this isn't, we're not Imperia anymore, Toto. Yeah. uh, Like, your two red, your red boots together. There's no place like Rotria. There's no place like Rotria. No. There's no red shoes. Clicks his fiery Um, red freaking boots. uh, Should have made that for somebody's item. Red height. Damn it. I love those. I'm wearing my armor and it's. I hear the clank. Yeah. It feels realistic. It seems realistic. Like, it, everything, everything smells right. Everything looks right. Everything feels right. And to be honest, it's kind of warming to you in the sense that it's home. Like, you've been many places since you've left, but, you know, you just have that. It, just feel, it feels different. You haven't had that feeling since you left. This is, this is it. This is... Yeah, I don't know how we're here, though. I mean, I'm... Are we home, my brother? As he kind of looks around. Home yet. Have been for a while. Let's, Weird uh, sorcery walk. is this. Yeah, let's walk a bit, I guess, and see what in the world is happening. So as you continue walking, you do see a few what looks to be hobgoblins just chopping down a tree in a bit in uh, not too far off the clearing there. Looks to be about four of them. Zodug just kind of gives you the hold symbol. Kind of like unsure if you should approach or if you should kind of give them their distance or will they even notice that you're there? Are they actually there? What is going on? Are they wearing anything that looks identifiable? They look like they're wearing armor, but they're they've looks like they've taken the top half off. They're not wearing their helmet, they're not wearing shoulder pads, like their shoulder armor and whatnot. They're just in the bottom half. Looks like and you can see on a nearby stump their armor laid there. Is it dark red? It is dark red. Okay, I mean, that's something. Do you recognize any of those people? He stopped. He goes, not from this distance. Let's just go. Let's just go up there. He kind of starts walking close, but he seems hesitant to get any closer. And then as you uh, start to get closer, you do see two other figures leaning on a tree, watching these four work. Any more These ones seem to be... Okay. Uh, give me a perception check. <gasps> 17. As you uh, get closer, you can see these four ones. They look like their muscles are quite large. They look like your pretty average hobgoblins. They look like they got a good pump going from, you know, swinging axes and taking down trees and whatnot. And uh, you see one fully not paying attention to them and the other one kind of paying it. And there's actually, now that you're closer, you can actually see that there are three of them who are not working. One of them seems to be more attentively watching. The other's kind of barking orders at them. Uh, another one's just kind of hanging out, and the other one's kind of just standing at attention and just kind of looking important. Okay. 
what uh, uh, if I focus on the one who was looking important? What's the what's what do they look familiar? Do they look like anything? They do look familiar. Okay. It is. I'm going to pronounce it wrong. Avladon. Oh shit! Okay. And when you get a little bit closer, the one that's actually barking orders to them is Gorog. Oh, so it's both of them. And then the third one is you're unsure who that is. They seem to have more slightly different. They're wearing more robe than armor. So you can't really tell who they are. Robes? Yeah, they're wearing more of a robe. Okay. Is that... That feels odd to me that Avladon... You got it right. Avladon would be watching, like, these laborers. That weird? Yes. That is very weird. He's too important for this. For sure he is. Okay. And as you get not close, but they look, they kind of, the three of them look over in your direction and just kind of give you the nod. They're acknowledging your presence. The four who are chopping down the trees are continuing to do this, oblivious to what? To your, uh, your presence. Rook will give the, the, he will reciprocate the nod. And at that point, Gorog kind of does the, uh, like, motions his head towards you, then back, kind of gives you the, Approach head nod. Yeah. So I'll, we'll, I'll go over at Zodug and shrug a little bit. We'll walk over. Yeah. So as you approach, Gorog kind of steps towards the uh, away from the group, not too far, just like, you know, five, another 10 feet away. The four are still chopping down their trees. Avaladon is just kind of like not giving you the time of day. He's just kind of like focusing. Like, look, he's too busy looking stern. And then this other kind of like hoods over, wearing like a robe type of. Cool. Out of habit, even though he's not looking, give Avaladon like the official salute. Mm-hmm. Just like I'm approaching Warlord, I have to. And then he probably won't react. No, he does not. Or I'm be like, what is uh, going on here? And when you look over to Zodug, Zodug is doing the same thing, doing, showing proper signs of respect and showing, giving the salute. He almost looks like he wants to drop to a knee, but he kind of stops himself. And then Gorog kind of looks over and he's just kind of like, have you come to reclaim your glory? doesn't feel like we came here at all. It feels like we brought here somehow. I have not brought you here. Something inside you obviously wanted to come here. I have spoken for on both of your behalfs to Avladon. And he will welcome you back. How long... And how hard it will be to regain your honor is up to you. He's looking for an offering. The more valuable the offering, the more you, he is showing a sign of respect to him. So, Doug, what do you have to offer our chief? Uh, he just kind of, Zoja just kind of looks around and he's just like, uh, 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 um, I, I don't know. He goes, oh, Tevrook, what do you have to offer our great chief? What is your honor worth? Hang honor now? It is an offering to our great chief to show a sign of respect. You must climb from deeper than even this, this one as you wear the iconography of the other gods. And he looks towards your, and he looks at your hands. I know. What? Do you deem yourself not powerful enough to... Use your own power, the power inside. You must pull power from others. Non-Legion. Doing? 
You working lean on with, them. Are you working with non-Legion? He kind of dismisses that comment and just he goes, I do not rely on others' powers to defend myself. And he kind of looks over at Avladon. Avladon just kind of nods. He goes, he, think, he says those will be a fine offering for him. Oh, so you want to use them. He has no intention of using them. More of a trophy to mount. He wants to know that you with your own hands will hold up the burned legion. He sees great promise in you. This would be a great offering. Zodug. Uh, Yes, sir. You still have nothing to offer. Your route to honor will be long and very hard. Um, uh, I'll think of something. I'll think of something. Um, uh, um. Offer us something that will help the Burned Legion, that will help our chieftain, or honor him. Uh, um, uh, I, um, I, I, I don't know. Um, what he he kind of looks. Zoda kind of looks to Tavrook for, like, what are you gonna do? Type of thing. Gives him a, a skeptical glance of like a, I don't fucking know. Um, uh, I mean. At the end of the day, these are just gloves. They're nice gloves. Like hot gloves. Cool gauntlets. Or hot gauntlets, I guess. Metal. Hot, hot metal gloves. Do I need them? Do I like them? Yeah. Would I give them up? 100%. For this? Well, theoretically this. I still don't know what all this is. Zoda kind of looks on. He's just kind of looks. He goes, oh, I want my honor. I want to be brought back to the Legion. I'm sorry for leaving. He's, you see he Zodug is at his breaking point. He's like, I just want things to go back the way they were. And he's, Gorog kind of looks at Zodog, and they will. But like I said, without something to offer, the road back will be long and will be hard and treacherous. Like, no, none you've ever known. But at the end, it, your honor will be unbreakable. He goes, oh, um, I know who's getting the people out of the, uh, fleeing the town. It's Xandrin. Xandrin's getting them out. She's leading the rebellion. He goes, you see Avladon kind of look up at this and nod. He goes, Gorog kind of looks at Zodog, Zodug and just kind of like, that information will be helpful and will lessen your road back. You have done well, my son. The Kill Bill sirens are going off on Tavrick's head after that has happened. Full on slow, the slow turn stare to Zodug. And then you see like Gorog look back at Avladon and he goes, Tevrook, remove your gauntlets, place them at my feet, and the road to your honor will return. Head east to the coast. There'll be a boat awaiting you with the iconography of the Bird Legion and it will bring you back to Grotria for you two to take your rightful place where you should be. Uh, yeah, I see what's happening here, though. I don't, I don't particularly like that option. Like, you feel a hand on your shoulder. It's uh, Zodug. He's just kind of like, Tavrook, do it. We can go back. We can go home, Tavrook. Full-on, like, aggressive, like, shoulder shrug. Like, motherfucker. Tavrook, we can regain our honor. I don't have to shovel shit anymore. You don't have to be a mercenary for hire. Hanging out with those... I don't know what you're doing with those others. But they're not burned legion, Tevrook. We can be one again. And you just thought that the way to win back your honor is selling out another member of the legion the first chance you get? They made their choice. They're no longer part of the legion. They said it themselves. 
she's told me herself that she wants out and that she's going to take down the Legion. Everything we've been born and bred into. Right. They made a choice. Choices were made. It's time to make a choice. Uh, yeah, I'm not putting these fucking gloves down. And that's when Gorog kind of looks at you and he's just kind of like, Avladon will have the gauntlet with or, your, with or without your hands in them. And Glaive whips around from my back. Haven't I earned my honor back the old way, Gorog? And that's when Gorog nods. And at this point, the four who are chopping down a tree come at you. Oh, he turns immediately, readies it, and goes, Oh, you can't do this yourself, huh? And as soon as Zodug sees the four wielding axes running towards them, he, like, runs away from the offsite. They're all running from your right side, and he kind of runs, kind of skips away to the left and kind of hits the ground a bit. He kind of scurries away a little. And at that point, actually, I'm not even going to have it. Uh, The first one runs towards you, and... As he enters my... Melee range, I'd take a swing at him. Yeah. Because I can do that. Yeah, we're not going to use normal rules. We're going to go with minion rules here, so just give me a, a d20 to hit. It's a natural one. What's your bonus to hit? You know, It's a natural one. He gets plus, the first hit off. Makes it a 10, yeah. So let me just pull up the stats, because I totally have them here ready to go. There is a... You just click it, it'll be easier. That's uh, six damage. Right, hit me. Six damage, okay. And then as he hits you, your next swing just fucking just cleaves off, cleaves him in half, and the dude drops to the side. Next guy runs at you. I need a non-fucking metal dice here. Get out of my table. Uh, the next one, uh, next guy comes running at you. I swing again? Yep, take another swing. Roll a hit. There we go, 23. 23, that's higher than his 15. You get your strike off first. You fucking dispatch him right away. Third guy comes running at you. Give me another d20 to hit. 11. 19. He gets his head off before you get yours off. He does. He's here just to click. Four damage to you. And then he's killed after that. <clears throat> and then uh, the fourth and final axe guy comes at you. Oh. That is a 14 to hit. What was uh, yours? A 29. Natural 20. Started the fight with a 1. So yeah, if he wasn't the first one, you would have mold, you would have killed two or three off in one hit. But since he's the last one running at you, you just cleave him right. The, you just take his head right the fuck off as he drops. As I, I like to think I swing like horizontal ways. And as I cut through his head, I just full turn around and stare at the other three of them. Like without even before his head hits the ground, I'm face up with Gorog. Yeah. And at this point, I'll ask you to roll initiative. Oh, boy. Okay. A dream fight on the other side of the world. Ah, uh, in the meantime, we're we're having uh, we're trying to stop a, a pillow um assault, and also are trying to just like just hey, hey, have really, it, hey. What is there anything happening on our side of things, or does it just look like he's struggling with a nightmare? Looks like he's struggling with a bit of a nightmare. Okay. You see him kind of tossing and turning. You do see not quite bruising. It's it, tall goblins don't show bruises very well due to their skin color. But like, yes, you can tell like there's some welting in some spots. Dark purple. It's eleven, yeah. by the way, Mike. Like, are they just 11? popping up? Yeah. Somebody else roll me a d twenty. 
I'm assuming the stream's been going 15. on throughout the night. So a lot of them are probably already there. I like okay. Erica's. I have a four. <laughs> Who are we taking? Here. No, we're taking mine. Take a four. Okay. Yeah, take, okay. The group can vote. I vote Who six times. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't care. I just like rolling. Okay, so we're starting the uh, the battle. Me? Yeah. Uh, no, no, you're not. The the hooded figure kind of looks at you and uh, kind of looks and just like, mm. and you see it put a hand in front of its face and you see it a glowing kind of like almost like viscous liquid form and it's gonna roll to hit. What is? What's he? What's he doing? What's he doing to me? Well, you wish you knew, didn't you? I I I did. I need a dexterity saving throw. Dexterity saves. Yep. Uh, I have advantage on that. I'm so talented. Okay, okay. So wizard. See it coming. Natural twenty. Natural twenty. Twenty twenty two. Yeah. Yeah. And so it just this green viscous fluid just flies right by you, and you see the, as it hits the ground, you can see kind of and start burning into the ground a little bit. Yeah. Very fancy. Caustic. Very fancy of you. Yes. Liquid. Mm-hmm. I know it well. And then. Um, you see uh, right directly in front of you is Mr. Gorog, and he's going to make, he draws out his great sword and goes to make two attacks against you. Great sword, huh? You walking in my melee range? He's already in your melee range, I believe. Oh, okay, that's fine. So the first attack is a 19 to hit. Hits. For 10 damage. We ain't worried. And he's going to use, nope, there is no other ally within 5 feet. So he's not going to be able to do that. Then he's going to go to hit again, that's a 14. Miss. That one misses. Deflect it. Mm-hmm. And then uh, that and actually he is going to he looks at uh, Avladon and he goes for you my chief. And he's casting an ability. And you see Avladon almost like pump his chest gets even bigger from after that. Then from the then from the bushes you feel something you look to the right you see a dart coming towards you. Uh, 18 to hit. Just hits. Fuckers. That's five damage as a dart pierces in between your armor. Oh. Uh, 19 to hit. Hits. Seven damage. As another dart hits you. Uh, another 19 to hit. A damn. Yep. That's six damage. Mm-hmm. And then an eight to hit. Misses. And then as you look over, you you can see in the kind of in the shadow this dark armored figure. Dark that- armor. Yes, it looks like it doesn't say what they're they're just in uh, almost like a black leather with like green tones to it. Almost looks camouflagey, but not super familiar. These look almost like a a stealthier hobgoblin that you've heard of, but didn't know very much about. Oh, shit. And as you see them and focus on them, they kind of disappear into shadow and poof. Pop up thirty feet over from where you saw them. Yeah, okay, okay. And then, coming from another part of the woods. What the fuck? Eight on the one. Miss. Twenty-three to hit. Four damage. Eighteen. Tits. Six damage. And then a six to hit. And then he pops another the other opposite way thirty feet. He looks like he's actually running towards you, and then poof pops and pops up on your left thirty feet or twenty feet. 
Because you got just as you think he's about to enter your melee range, and you're getting ready to do your strike, mm-hmm. he warps thirty feet to your other side, which would give it twenty feet. And that brings us us up to you. <clears throat> oh, well, well. You have Very Gorog nice. uh, right that, in front of you. Caster? How far is that caster behind Gorog? Uh, probably another ten to fifteen feet behind Gorog. Perfect. All right. So you could get to him if you want. You'd have to run past Gorog. Not necessarily. Um. So I will uh, like using all your little friends in the bushes isn't very nice, Gorog. Oh, that's okay. Uh, and Tavaruk is going to uh, start like almost like stomping the ground, like uh, rhythmically stomping, and then he's got his uh, his glaive in his left hand, and that starts hitting the ground too. And then he takes his fist and he starts pounding his chest, and he goes into a rage that's very different. It is not like the weird, sad, aggressive, violent rage. It is a focused, brutal rage. Okay. Uh, and he will um, almost like faint to go at Gorog, and he will kind of step around him, staying in his melee range. Um, so if I was, if that guy's 15 feet behind Gorog, then he's yeah. now 10 feet from me, and he's in range. Yeah. Um, so I'm still going to take. All of my shots on Gorog, though. But okay. I am raging now. And we're going to pop off a little bit. We're not going to use that ability, X. That's fucking dangerous. Okay. Are you editing your HP on uh, D&D Beyond or no? Yes. Okay. Yes, I am. Okay. No, I Are you looking at the wrong character sheet? Just the one on the Isle of Misfit Rolls. Oh, I got you. I made a fake character sheet a while back. There's, there's two type rooms. Hold on. I'll edit it on there, too. Well, it's too late. I already added to counter. Don't worry about it. You got it? Okay, okay. All right, so I'm just going to make attacks against this man. Yep, against Gorog. Yeah, thirteen. Okay. Uh, misses. All right, for two. Twenty-two. No, fourteen. Fourteen misses. Yeah. Um, kind of have to. Uh, action surge. Okay. So two more coming. God damn, thirteen. That misses. Fourteen. What the fuck? Four five four five on four attacks. Yeah. They all miss. Well, R.I.P. Yeah, I just I throw a, a flurry at him, and uh, and he just fucking glances them all away like it's not even a thing. Uh, end your turn. <laughs> yeah, that's my turn. <laughs> Avalon kind of looks over, and he's just kind of like, "Make your offering, and all will be forgiven." This is your final warning, and then that'll end his turn. Boop, boop, boop. You killed all these guys already. Which brings us to Zodug. Last in the inventory. Uh, last in the initiative with his four. Oh, thanks, Erica. And um, he just kind of gets up to his knees and he's like, Tevrook, just give him the gauntlets. They mean nothing to you. Rejoin the Legion. We can do this. And that'll end his turn. And then so we uh, will jump back to the inn. Everyone, uh, most of you are now probably surrounding uh, Tavrook's bed. He's not moving. He's sweating profusely. He's breathing much heavier now. Like, you said whatever... there were welts. Are they just like popping up? They are. They haven't since any any more since last time. But yeah, but you do see like, and he does look like he's hurting, and he's sweating, and now he's getting more worked up, more worked up, heavy breathing. 
almost like in a rage-like state, one would, one would say. Um, is the group doing anything? Uh, Tali it, will um, hold her necklace and just start uh, mumbling something, and uh, I am casting Beacon of Hope. Okay. Ellen, go ahead. I think you were going to do, oh, do your thing first. Yes. Uh, she looks at the group and says, if he is suffering from some sort of affliction, I could attempt to remove a curse or I could attempt to restore him, but it does not necessarily look like he is diseased or poisoned. Mm-hmm, yep. Clearly something is happening. I mean, that wasn't there a minute ago. And I'll just point at one of the welts. Almost yeah. Will, as you decide on that, I will cast a spell of magic at fifth level. Okay. On whatever the affliction is that has frozen his body. Okay. Nothing. You can. Nothing happens. Nothing. So not a spell. Hey, not a spell. Well, seeing that you do this, uh, Laurel will reach out and put a hand on his shoulder and attempt to remove curse. Okay. Nothing seems to happen. Hi, third level spell slot. <laughs> it was nice knowing hey. you. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't do- have anything I can do. <laughs> Would you like to inspect the body or say, give a pat on the shoulder? Like, you got this, Tavrook. Arcana check. Arcana check? Um, From Almas. From all, yeah, I was going to say, like, you'll have to wait till the next round. (laughs) Because if he's not spelled, there wouldn't be a, if there's no spell and no curse, there's not going to be a rune on him or anything that, like, I'd be able to, like, know for, like, a magic y thing. Give me a perception. A perception check? Oh, I don't think I'm good at these. <laughs> oh, not when you roll a seven. That's a ten. I'll quickly look at the body. You kind of like flip open up a, an eyelid. You're like, hello. And can all the eyes. Can it be eyes, medicine, maybe? Or? Doesn't, doesn't matter. Okay. The eyes, as you look at them, are all white. There is no pupil currently. Ooh, okay. That's bad. Um, and, well, like, you can kind of see a pupil. It's just all over. It's like, like they roll so far back. Oh, yeah. it's fogged over? Fogged over as well, like a haze almost. And it's not yeah. a dispel, and it's not a curse. What is this? I didn't see any. There was no darkness on him last night. Can you do another check? I, I, yeah, I can. So, question, is Tevrook naked and just wearing his gauntlets? <laughs> I assumed he would have taken the gauntlets off. Okay. Or does he keep them on? <laughs> These are the questions that our, uh, our our viewers need to know. I said above a ten, he keeps them on. Below a ten, he takes them off, and I rolled two tens. So, wow. so that's destiny. I don't fucking know. <laughs> he I keeps one on, one he off. Keeps one on, one off. MJ in it. Just in case. Um, yeah, Keep so that perception check isn't my thing. Um, I will do a darkness check if we're sure. I'll give you a darkness check. Okay, never mind. I was about to be very upset. Uh, 22. There is darkness, but it's different. Not again. It's what? more similar to the darkness that... Like that the Laurel, Laurel, Laurel had. But not like, like not magical mind-controlling darkness. This is just a thing. But it's also like, it's all the darkness isn't just coming from... Like it's different. It's all based in his head and almost in his heart. Is there a is there a cabinet or anything in his room? A what? 
a cabinet, a wardrobe. And there a is wardrobe. an armoire. Sweet. There are right. there are extra pillows in there if you need extra pillows. Oh, no. <laughs> there extra pillows the whole time. But Bach is going to climb atop the armoire and look down at everybody, and then he's going to do like a flying elbow using the pillow on top of Tavro to try to wake him up. Okay, you hit him. He does not stir. Does he weigh like six pounds? A little bit more than that. Probably like yeah. 40, 50. But, yeah. And Aviana says, uh-oh, you hear Aviana go, oh, that's bad. How'd that happen? Wait a second. And then it's the mumbling of like, and she's like, there's yeah. something darkness like, like it's Laura, the, like yours, like that. It's and a scream of like, I am Sir Bach, first of my line, Lord of the Pillow Fort. <laughs> As he leaps <laughs> off <laughs> lands on Tavrik. Well, that didn't work. Are we all out of ideas now? As a side note, if it's nope. what Laurel had, I my trick I did last night didn't, didn't work, so sorry. Yeah, It did It did work. What do you mean? No, it's not working now. Oh, right, is, yeah. Is, okay, he under any sort of, is there any sort of magic at work? Says Buck, scratching uh, his head. Darkness. There's no, dispel magic didn't dispel anything, right, because you were at the bottom. Dispel magic didn't spell anything. Remove curse didn't remove anything. As, so so it was a fifth level, I think, disp- um, dispel magic, and then a third level remove curse. Did nothing. And there's an old darkness. Oh. The same as um, what Laurel has uh, around his head, around his mind, around his heart. So, uh, okay. I'll, I'll give it a shot, Ron. I'm assuming if you want to go back to there and we'll do it next. Yep. But so back in, that was all uh, within six seconds, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. just check it. I got a spell up. Gotta make sure. Back in... Uh... Rotria question mark. The hooded figure kind of looks at Tavrook and just kind of goes, I will not miss again. Holds up three fingers and then points them at you. And red dots grow from the nails and then shoot towards you. We're going to make three attacks. Shield. I don't have shield. Where is the... Uh, First one is... But you have advantage on wisdom saves now. So 25 to hit. Yeah, confirmed. And that's 8 fire damage. Well, you mean 4 fire damage. Because I kept my gloves. And the next is a 20 to hit. Yes. For 8 fire damage. Oops, I didn't mean to click that. Next one is a big ol' 10 to hit. Doesn't hit, okay. That one fires off the edge. These rays that are almost quite hot, almost scorching, fly by. And that, right, that brings us. Then uh, Gorog kind of looks at you, and he's just like, "I guess I will remove the hands." Then we've given you an opportunity. And then Gorog goes to make another strike at you. Looking at my hands. Twenty-one to hit. Uh, Twenty-one hits. Big ol' seven damage. Half to three. Nineteen to hit. Hits. Ten damage. Half to five. And that brings us to, he's just kind of like, yield, Tavrook, yield. And then, uh, at this point, he's, okay, and then um, one of the shadowy figures from the bushes kind of comes toward, like, looks at you, gets him within about 30 feet of you, and just goes, you should listen to him. Yield, give up your gauntlets. And he's casting Charm Person on you. And I'll take a Wisdom save with advantage. Advantage. Yes. I was going to say. Oh, 
Thank God. I was going to say, do you also get plus whatever for being next to a paladin, technically? No. Well, <laughs> he, uh, well he would have had disadvantage on this anyway, because I'm fighting him. But, uh, 13. 13? Yeah. I would hope if I knew what their DC was. Oh, DC, you just beat it, buddy. Oh. Okay. Good. That's good news. Yeah, we're good, we're good, we're good, we're good. I told you, like, that guy's nice, but fuck you. And the other one goes, is this how you want to do it? And then he just kind of looks, and then you just see uh, you see him kind of wave his hand, and you just see a chopping block with Xandrin head over the chopping block and a miscellaneous hobgoblin getting an axe ready to cut their head off. Everyone looks very concerned. Where is that in relation to me? Like 10 feet from you. And then it's your turn. Can I do... What's the internal math for, like, okay, a fucking butcher and my best friend just popped up ten feet from me and they weren't here before? Like, what is that? Is there a thing that I can do to be like, that's clearly not real? Or do I fall for it? Um, Give me an investigation. Investigation? Okay. You need your action to do this, though. Oh, fuck that. No, okay. You know what? I'll say without an action. Okay. Just Would give it me an insight? Just a quick look. Oh. Yes, the spell says investigation. 16 investigation. You're able to tell it's fake. Okay. It looks like an image that may not, that does not speak. One might even say silent. A silent image? Oh, come on, you nerds, I've seen magic before! And I fucking swing at Gorog. Okay. God damn it, a natural one. Wow. Okay. As you go, you're so mad, you just do a wild thing, and then you're Glaive just, like, buries itself into, like, eight inches deep into the ground, and you're unable to get your other strike off in this turn with that critical fail. I have my and bonus action still. I'll give you your bonus action if you want to kind of take it while it's still stuck in the ground and use your... Is that your pommel strike, or you got something else planned? Uh, well, at the, at the rate it's in the ground, I'll, I'll do something different, just to keep with the theme here. I will... Can't use that on myself. Um, I will uh, second win. And re-roll and get some HP back here. Okay. We're going to roll this one and we recover almost full. 16 HP. Okay. All right. So that's that's something. That's my turn. Wait. Okay. Beacon of Hope is cast on me. Yes, it is. Yes, Does that apply to what's happening here? Beacon of Hope gives you health every turn? No, it gives you, no, if, gives if you you're healed, it take, you don't roll the dice. Heals. Yeah. So he doesn't have to roll. He just takes max. Uh, um. Uh, the target yeah, you just max the has dice. advantage yes. on wisdom saving throws and death saving throws and regains maximum number of hit points possible from any healing. Roll me a d20. Okay. Either of you. It doesn't matter. Uh, oh, I got I'll it. Roll. Well, 14. It works. Hey, all right. 18 health then. All right, cool. Okay. That's my, still my turn. All right. And then, you'll t- then next is Avalodon kind of looks over and he's just kind of like, he's wasting my time. And he walks towards you. He takes his um, glaive. He gets at 10 feet. So if you want to use your reaction, you can. Uh, I'm rolling something else first. What the fuck? I've rolled this dice three times in a row. And each time it's been a 10. Picking something else. That's cursed somehow. It's better than Oh my one. god, another 10. Oh my god. <laughs> Every time I'm like, I need to help make a decision, I'm going to roll the dice. I keep getting fucking 10s. So I'm, I'm not going to do anything. 
Okay. So he comes towards you. He enters his ten feet. He has a polearm in one hand and a shield in the other hand. Don't we all fuck first that thing, asshole? First thing what? he's going to do is get, go to swing and smash you with the shield. And that is a 24 to hit. Yes. That'll do four bludgeoning. Two bludgeoning. Can I get a strength saving throw, please? I have advantage on that. 19 plus numbers. Do you want it? No. 26. I give it to you anyway. You're welcome. Thanks. It makes all the difference. Uh, as he hits you with shield, you feel like you're about to get knocked off your feet, but you dig in and keep your feet and you don't get knocked prone. And then he goes to make a uh, strike on you. That's uh, 19 to hit. Yes. That is, oh my god, only six. Lovely. Three. Six slashing damage. Three damage. But he will use his martial advantage and add another 18 damage to it. God damn. All right. Nine damage. And that will, and he kind of looks over at Gorog. He's just like, Gorog, finish this. And he's catching, casting leadership on Gorog. And that brings us to the bottom of the round, which brings us to your friend Zodug. Zodug looks over at the um, image of Xandrin getting their head removed. And he's just like, no. And he runs over and tries to like knock the guy over. And he just kind of goes through the image. And at that point, the image is dispersed. And he's just kind of looking at it as he just has like a hand and his hands and face are all full of dirt. Good job, bud. Loser. <laughs> hey, look, he tried. As he does that, I'll just look at him and say, this is the Legion you want to join? He just kind of looks at you. And it's kind of spits on the ground. And then that brings us to the in-between round in the in-between world. Because Vortavrook is the real world and you guys are all just in the in-between. What's going on in this hotel room? Uh, so, um, the second Aviana realizes that this is like a darkness thing, um, and she, and when she says it out loud, and she kind of clocks what she's saying, um, she kind of locks up like a little bit, and like she, her hands kind of like start to like shake just a tiny bit, and she goes, "Okay, we're not doing this again. We're not doing this again. Okay, okay, okay." Um, uh, and starts essentially muttering like the least formal pr- prayers you've ever see- heard her mutter, and you haven't even actually heard her pray in a very long time. And you hear her talking to Temtrua, and you hear her talking to um, Ignis, just essentially, like, quietly, like, begging as she is, like, wringing her hands and going, okay, no, we're not gonna, this isn't gonna happen again. Nope, mm-hmm, nope, we're gonna fix it this time. I can fix it this time. And I'm gonna do that, that curse of um, binding thing where I try and rip the darkness out of whatever the thing is like i've done before just frantically muttering um very shaky very not okay we've seen you do this before right only um all miss has okay so she's just kind of like and as she's kind of rubbing her hands um a little bit of that blackness that like has been slowly coming over her fingers kind of essentially corrodes over all of like the veins on her hands up to about her forearm where her coat stops and you can't see how far up it actually goes and yeah, um, hand one hand on chest over where over the heart, one hand on the forehead over the the mind, and I'm gonna try and yeah, just rip it out. Uh, give me out a what role did I use last time for that? I don't remember. <laughs> I give me a, and we just used your wisdom, yeah. So yeah, give me a a roll and give and add your wisdom modifier. Okay, I I have I have um. So I have uh, this. I've been sitting on an inspiration since like session number one. You have advantage. I do have advantage. Why? Because it's for all of the targets. 
for Beacon of Hope. It's a wisdom. What I'm rolling a yeah. wisdom check, right? I get I get advantage oh, on wisdom check. Oh, saving throws. Sorry, yeah. sorry, saving throws. So uh, I've been I've been sitting on this advantage since yep. session one. Use your, uh, use gonna... your session one advantage for breaking yes, the original guard's head. No way. Black I did, Widow I did style. Because the first oh. roll was a seven. Um, let's let's maybe use a different die. Uh, don't worry. I I I we we're going up from a seven to an eight for a nothing. Okay. My wisdom is flat. I think it's like an 11. That was almost really cool. Anyway. All right. Did I get out the vessel? Are we even still using that thing? She's not she's not listening. She's just I'm just talking to trying not to panic. Yeah. yeah. I guess Anything else anybody in the group wants to use or do? Uh, I will I'm extremely unsure, but I'm going to take out the mirror. Can somebody put his gauntlets back on him since it's one of the few things He's got one that, on. I don't know that wards pro wards away the darkness as as Bach like put takes a little platinum ring and puts it on a uh, on his toe on a uh, on Tavrik's toe. I'll throw the other one on. Is this is this it? Is this when we all touch our touch no. our items together? <laughs> No, uh, is not mentally <laughs> present. Bach activates warding bond. Okay. Uh, Tavrook now has plus one to his AC and saving throws and resistance to all, not just like bludgeoning and that, but all types of damage. Okay. That he takes. And his other gauntlets on. And his other gauntlets is on. Okay. Good to I know. I need to know how much damage he takes because I uh, Bach takes the same amount. Okay. And so we'll, we're back to the top of the round. You see the uh, this hooded hobgoblin kind of hunching over now and looking kind of distressed and breathing heavier. He's just kind of like, they're interfering, my lord. And Avladon kind of looks over. He goes, not only do you lean on the powers of, the, of these gods, and he kind of spits on the ground, you can't even handle yourself without your your so-called friends interfering. Can you do nothing on your own Tavrook anymore? Are you even worth having back in the Burned Legion? Do you have any honor left? And then he looks back at the 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 hobgoblin and just kind of nods back to the hooded figure. If you want to have a reply to him, you can. Say your words don't mean anything to me anymore. Give me all you got. Kill me if you must. And I get a dexterity saving throw. Manage. <sighs> 10. That is a fail. I assumed. And you will take 36 lightning damage. God damn! Cut, in half, cut in half. To 18. And so you, everybody in the room sees Bach kind of like and kind of like drop to a knee. Ow! Ow! You start to see his fur kind of standing on end. And actually, there is another, so it's going to use his arcane advantage to add another 5 damage. To that, so we'll give three to the hobgoblin and two to the raccoon, and that brings us to Gorog. Wait, okay, never mind. You're good. I'm sorry. Gorog just like takes out his um, has his greatsword out, takes two swings. First one misses. Second one is a crit. God damn. Twenty four. Twenty four to hit. Yeah. And then he crit with. Crit damage, boom. He's only got a plus four, and he's hit me every strike so far. Jesus Christ. Wow. That's 12 damage. <laughs> Half to six. Wait, oh, wait. So does that include... 
Does that have the damage I would already have? Yes. So you take three damage and Bok takes three damage. Okay. Awesome. And now, oh, and I'm going to, he's going to use his martial advantage for another D4 worth of damage, which gives us, I don't know what the fuck a D4 he's is. Gonna do, he's going to deal one damage to me, no matter what One damage. Roll. Yeah, one damage. There, there. there you go. And that brings us to one of the shadowy dudes. And he's going to just start pounding at you too. Miss. 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 21 to hit for five damage. Have to two and then halved again. So one. Yep. No, and it's turn. It kind of bamfs another 30 feet. And then from the other side, you see darts coming at you. That's 20 to hit. Yes. What's your AC? That's a miss. Uh, 19, now that you've buffed it. Uh, That's a, a crit and a miss. So the first one is a big old 7 damage. Have to 3, then half again. I'll take the 2. Okay. And then, boom, big old crit. Ooh, max damage, 11 damage. Half to 5, then half again. Yep. That brings us up to uh, Mr. Tavrook, and this one bamps again. All right. Recognizing hearing the thing he said, the, the the whoever this caster is behind me, I'm going to, because he is in melee range with me, I'm going to swing around and attack him twice. Okay. Um, We're going to make bold choices here. Reckless. Ooh, it's dangerous. I fucking know it is. I know this it is. is. They're hitting me every time like anyway. Hitting me every time AC. anyway. On the wizard? Huge. Uh, 23? That hits. And second attack, act, uh, 25. That hits as well. All right, so let me actually hit things for the first time in this fight. All right, that is 9, 11, 21, 20. How much does my rage add? Another two, so 25 damage to him. 25 damage? Yeah. Okay. And then bonus action attack, because all of my bonus actions are for helping people. No, you can help kill people. Wait, 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 wait. How close to me is Zodug? Zodug? You said he was. Uh, he kind of dove into that image, right? Yeah, he's 15 feet away. Okay, never mind. All right. Because it was 10 feet away and he dove through it, so I'll give him the five feet past it. Yep. Uh, it's 26 to hit. That'll hit. That one. And then this is going to do uh, D4 plus seven. Damn. That's four, so that's 11 damage. Um, and then I'm going to use, um, uphold the Legion. Cause of course I am. Let's fuck these motherfuckers. And that's another 2d6 on top of that. Does that, that is... empower them? Cause they're the Legion and you are no, not even removed me. from it. It does. Uh, uh, well, maybe it's not so Legion-y. Maybe it's, uh, maybe it's a little different this time. Maybe it's not so Legion-y. Maybe it's a little, uh. Maybe like, uh, how would I describe that, Mike? What do you think? What did you roll? Erica E? You know what I'm hinting at. No, no, no. The the dice are good. That's eight damage. Okay. Um, Uphold the darkness? But it's just, no, no, it's, um, I don't know. It's maybe oh. a little more like wispy and whimsical. I don't know how to, how to describe that with an attack, but there you go. Okay. Maybe I just bought um, on the head. I don't know. But that's. They are I'll, all sorts of fucking. Dang, they look like they're within, like, an inch of dying. That was 44 damage, so I hope so. And he just kind of... He's like, looks like you... And he goes... And then, that'll end your turn? He's marked! Okay, well... Doesn't do me a single bit of good, but he's marked. 
Avaladon just kind of looks at you and he goes, and he's just like, uh, and he just like goes to bash you with his shield again. He's breathing Actually, heavy too. No, he's not breathing heavy. Actually, he's oh. not going to. He's just going to give you uh, attacks. That's it. Nope. Twenty-five to hit. It's seven damage. Half to three, and then half again. I'll take two. And then he's going to use his other ability that gives him nineteen damage. An extra nineteen have, damage on top of that. Have to nine, and then halved and again. So I'll take five. His last attack is a miss, and then that brings us to Zodug, who gets up, and he's just kind of like, uh, uh, and you see him draw his sword, and he goes to take a swing, and Zodug swings and crits, and where is the second? Where is it? And he hits four. Boom. Six damage. Fucking crit for six damage. On Gorog. Yeah. I also like to point out that Mike has crit like six or seven times in this fight. Yeah, use them all now. Not all of them, but like, don't... You've crit crit more in this one fight than I have this entire campaign. Uh, This has all been in the D&D. he has this entire campaign. And I've crit a couple times I haven't mentioned. Oof. And uh, yeah, that'll end. Um, Zodog, and he's kind of listening. He just kind of looks up. Ah, I see you've made your choice, Zodog. And then the uh, hooded figure just kind of like, and he just kind of looks over at Zodog, looks over at uh, our hobgoblin. You're right in his grill now, aren't you? Uh, yeah, he's been in my melee range the whole time. I'm so he's he, ten feet from me. Yeah, so he's is ten feet. Yeah, 10 feet, yeah. Oh, good, so he's not within the 5 foot, then. He's in melee range. If it's ranged attacks, melee range is what counts. Is it? Yeah, that's why I fucking do this. So then he's going to make a spell attack against you. Disadvantage. No, he doesn't have disadvantage. He doesn't? Oh, because I reckless. It's a touch spell, so he has advantage. Shit, okay. And I crit again. God damn it, Mike. It's a spell, though. Can you crit on a spell? What does it certainly can on one zero four. Oh, one D and D. When will you come for me? What is that? And what is that hand tw- crabby lightning spell? Is that what this is? Yeah, shocking grasps. Ah, that is fourteen. Uh, lightning damage. Seven. And you can't take reactions to the start of the next of its next turn, so you can't make reactions this turn. And because it was a spell, he can use his fancy ability, giving you another eight damage, lightning damage, half and half. And that brings us to Gorog next. And Gorog is just kind of like, looks at you. That's a 21 to hit. Hit Was Gorog bottom of the round? Gorog is. Do we get get another turn? (laughs) Mm, Yeah, I'll give you I'll give you guys something to do. Hit you guys some random. Yeah. So if you all like you seeing Tavrook, his pulse is dimming and whatnot. Ah, you've got one more shot at this. I can try again. I have one more blood melody um, I can use. Uh, <clears throat> but keep going. You do your stuff. First, guys. Yeah. I'm not like he's not gonna survive much longer because I sure as heck ain't. Says ba says Bach. Um I oh, let's see what sort of healing stuff I have. I mean, I have not healing. very good. Yes. Do we oh, want less O? Sh- we should, have a less O too, right? You should do that. 
Because uh, our, our other option here, if this isn't going to work, is to kill him and just revivify him. Because at that point, whatever magic is control is over his mind is like dealt with. <laughs> oh no! I mean, uh, you're not wrong. Um, with dark darkness, you know, well, actually, I'll be honest, not listening. Um, before we before we use a bunch of spells, can I can I try and um blood maledict again? Curse of binding, darkness, garbage. I have two uses of it. I've only used one. Go for it. Time to fail, and we looked it up, and it's uh, supposed to. We treat it like a spell attack, so it's intelligence plus, plus proficiency. Okay. Oh, give me that garbage! Oh my Jesus Christ! I can't. Unus Christ. Unus Christ. Unus. Unus Christos. Uh, twenty-five. Unus Christos. Okay. I will keep that in mind. Um, okay. I'm gonna do a second level healing word. Okay. On Tavruk. Um, and that is going to be, uh, what is that? Eight. So it's not for a lot, but it's for 11 points of healing. If that does anything. Okay. Um, You cast a spell, you feel it go into him, but we'll find out if anything happens. Okay. I mean, I have lay on hands, so I could give him 50 points if I wanted to. (laughs) (laughs) There is also a raccoon. Um, we also, we also need a a raccoon that needs sending to, and if the boss goes down, the spell drops too, right? Something like, um, aerial. AoE healing? No. <laughs> that, I, that, was, that is not a paladin feature. I've never played um, one. I don't know. How how rough is I, 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 how rough is Bach looking? Uh, he's just over half. If he drops, there's not a problem because he's got a he, he's got an infused uh, was it paraffin of paraffin yeah. of wound closure, so he yeah. stabilizes immediately, right? And a paladin yeah. next to him. Yeah. yeah, the stabilization yeah. part is and fine. It's it's, it's, the, it's the loss of warding saves. bond that is the concern. Well. So Bach is gi- giving a order as a bonus action to Brutus to stand next to uh, the next to Tavrican guard, and then I'm going to put haste on uh, Tavrican. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I'm just saying maybe we should also pump a bit of healing into Bach um, right. instead, because right we want to keep all of that uh, damage down as much as we can, and if Bach goes down, then the warding bond goes away, and also That's now true. the haste goes away. Yeah, and he's getting bonuses beyond just uh, having uh, the damage damage resistance. Yeah, from everything I'm pumping on. <laughs> yeah, the plus one to AC is probably helping. And the um, save. Yeah, and the save. So I say we heal up Bach a bit. Aviana's freaking out. Um, Almas yeah. has pom poms. <laughs> Okay. Go uh, team. Pom poms. <laughs> oh, I thought you were like <laughs> cheering for his death. Like, no, Jesus. he's 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 almost his go team go because he's a big blasty wizard who doesn't. He definitely needs some warding spells. So it says, uh, Bach to almost. Can you identify what it is? Maybe just sit and like work I'll on start an identify casting spell? identify. <laughs> <laughs> um, Even though we know it's not a spell, it's fine. But yeah, uh, Laura uh, will heal Bach for thirty hit points. Is that right? Yeah, that works. Good? Okay. That's good. Yeah, she just puts a hand on the raccoon's shoulder and says, This is very strange. <laughs> is it always like this with you people? Oh, sometimes. I went downhill when my dad left. Alright. We're back in uh, Dream World. You see the. Uh, the- the Hoggolan caster, like, dropping to a knee now. He's just like, we must finish this. They keep interfering. 
I cannot hold them at bay much longer. And then 15 to hit. Yes. 15 to hit. Yes. 21 to hit. Yes. Wait, 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 wait. Is he getting the bonus to the AC for the haste? No, he is not. Uh, okay. Did he heal any? He did not. Oof. Okay. That was five damage. Half to two. Which that is then again us. half to one. So one damage. Yep. That brings us to the next stealthy dude. And he's going to fire a couple more darts at you. That's eight to hit. Misses. Six to hit. Thirteen to hit. Misses. Twelve to hit. This man got four attacks. Misses. Yeah, they get four attacks. God damn. And so Tavrook, as these eight darts just like pelt off of you, it's up to you. Zodug has now come off and stabbed Gorog. Weird question. Has, has Tavrook been able to like hear us? Not that he's aware of. Okay. Is uh, where is he attacking uh, Gorog from? Is he, is he next to me at this point or no? He's on the other, other side. side of Gorok because he was on the original side where you are, and you went around. That's correct. Okay. All right. So then, yeah, we're going after the caster again. Two more. Okay. At least two more strikes. Reckless. Oh, shit. I forgot the advantage. I had to advantage all that round. You didn't use it the whole round? No. That's my bad, though. Dang. Yeah, I totally forgot you went reckless, and I had advantage on everything. 20 to hit. I, that to be fair, I did tell you for at least one of them that you had advantage. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, no I'm not. Okay. That hits. All right, I'm going to roll another attack. No, you don't need to. He's got one HP. Oh, okay. All so right. The caster, so yeah, then I just, as he's on the ground, I just fucking wail on him, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, he's he's dead. He's just like, Ugh, it won't last much longer. And he, as I'm this died. close, does he look familiar at all? No. No? Just a random dildo? Okay. Um, okay, and I'm going to, now that he's dead, I'm going to kind of swing around so I can be next to, um, be next to, uh, uh, still within Gorog and, and Avaladon's melee, but be also next to, what's my guy's name? Uh, Zodug. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, I'm going to use, that's a bonus action. Double checking everything. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and attack uh, uh, Gorog with advantage, which is a 25. Finally hit him. Um. Okay, and that's going to be this many damages. Seven plus seven is 14. Okay. Um. And then, uh, bonus action. I am using help on, uh, on Zodug. Yeah. And I'm using the Fey Gift of Hospitality to gain 1d6 plus 4 temporary hit points. Okay. Which gives me the max. Is that a healing spell? Temporary hit points. Probably not. Um, I, still get, I still get 9. It works. Yeah, you get max. Oh, hell yeah, 10. Okay. So I can end your and, turn? Uh, yep. That's the turn. That brings us to Avladon. He just kind of looks at you. He goes... He just stops and just like, I've had enough of this. You are no longer worthy of the Burned Legion. I will destroy you and all you care about, starting with her. And he just kind of turns around and starts to walk away. And as he's walking away, they all just fade to like almost like a mist. 
and next thing you know, you kind of blink, and you see like your whole party just like hovering <laughs> above you, just kind of staring at your face. Darkness check, darkness Group? check, darkness check, darkness check. Here, and uh, I will grab out a healing potion for him. Okay. Uh, let's see. Hold on, I have it somewhere. Um, yeah, it's just a just a normal healing potion. Here, I'll give him two of them. Okay. Here, you look like you need the strength. This. He pops up some blood. <laughs> you get max. Uh, was it two d four plus four? Yeah, from both of them. Twelve twice, so twenty four. And it hasn't quite. I mean, here in a few seconds, it'll that'll go away because the minute will be up. Oh. So we got like a minute of uh, max healing. Yeah, during that whole thing, there was a full minute of max healing. Oh, sweet! So if anybody wants to heal themselves, like that was a good time. Quick question: So we probably have how many rounds was that? We had like three or four rounds. Oh, I actually have them counted. Four rounds. Four rounds. And you cast into the second round, so they would have been three rounds. Okay. How badly hurt does Tavrook still look? I'm at a third of my full capabilities. Sweet. That's, not, that's a lot, actually. Bach actually yeah. slaps him hard for one point of damage, then Arcane Jolt, and does that repeatedly. <laughs> Wait, what? Arcane Here. Jolt. If you hit something, if you if you hit a target, uh, you can then choose either to inflict additional like 2d6 force damage <laughs> or 2d6 healing to a creature or object within 30 feet of the target. You're the target. He's you for technically 11, then? Well, technically... He heals you for 12 and damages you for 1. And I do it repeatedly. Stop, 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 stop. That is my new That's an interesting ability. <laughs> How many times is that? So, yeah, you can have 55 hit points back. Slap, 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 slap. <laughs> oh, my uh, God. My right. new favorite. That's I'm pretty wild. sure I have more hit points than the rest of the party now. You also have a level of exhaustion. Speaking of exhaustion, of hey Mike, am I dying again? I mean, I'm fine. Uh no, you're not. It cool. didn't, you're not. You didn't pull anything out or thing like something interfered. Okay, and I, I did it. There's no darkness left, right? Because I, I all this is happening. Aviana's having a small is mother henning and like you know check is gone full like doctor. Like if I don't focus Give on this right now, check. I'm going to pass. Yeah, out. did any darkness like any mist shit come out? Because the mirror was nope. up. Twenty one. You do not sense that it's fading. You do sense it from you know who, yeah. and but not from Tevrook. You shall right not now. be named. Okay. Um, Aviana promptly um, leaves the room, goes to the finds the closest washroom, and vomits. You have to step over a bunch of pillows. That's fine. Continue Vomit on the pillows. Hey Tevrook, what the what the fuck happened? Um, you good? That you was were like a, knocked that out. Was very. He looks around the room a little bit and sees he's in a bed, very naked, and just pulls some sheets up. And he's like, uh, that was the worst dream I've ever had, and probably not a dream. Probably more than a dream. Uh, you, you ruined a perfectly good pillow fight today. This block, very disappointed. Not mad, I'm just disappointed. Calm down. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know what it definitely seemed like that wasn't just in my head. That seemed like they had found a way to target me or something. You were definitely covered in lumps and bruises. 
That feels right. That feels right. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know how that happened. This isn't the first time. This is the worst this has happened, but this isn't the first time. Had this other, happened before? I've had other dreams like this before. Not exactly like this, but, but like this. Something's happening. Um, and it happened earlier tonight, but it wasn't a dream. When I went to that meeting with Zodug, it wasn't Zodug there. It was my old captain. And Zodug was there, but in, in his armor, it didn't make any sense. And they were trying to get me to go back and rejoin the Legion, but by the time I figured it all out, they disappeared, and the real Zodug ran up behind me wearing his same stable uniform. So I, I just assumed it was magic or, or hallucination or something that's happened tonight, and I don't know. I can't tell what's real and what's in my head anymore. Um, what, what, what would it look like out here? I mean, I know you said I had bruises. Um... D- <sighs> What, he wasn't reacting much, right? It was just bruises and stuff were popping up. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. I mean, you didn't seem too responsive. It was just your body was reacting in welts and bruises, but you weren't really moving. Also, your eyes healing... were white as a sheet. Also, healing magic didn't seem to be working, right? Or any magic that was infecting the body physically. I mean, um, I, I know one way to find out. Zodug was in my dream, and and he seemed like he was just as confused as I was, and also thought it was a dream, which is weird because in dreams people don't acknowledge that it's a dream. So if they were trying to pull us back or something, he would know. Uh, in the interest of quickness, can Tabric throw on pants real quick and run to Zodug's house if yes. the group wants to come with him? Is the group going to sure? Go we'll we'll give you privacy to put your pants on. No, I'll stay in the room. I've already been like this the whole time. <laughs> Girl, mom, it's fine. Yeah, let's go see Zodak. It's fine. Yep. As you all walk out of the uh, King's Pillow, you get like down the street and you see running with just pants on a hobgoblin and it's Zodug running towards you. My hair God. half braided. Is this and, a like, hobgoblin trait? I'm just sleeping totally nude. We're free people, you know. We're and, very uh, rigid for some things, but other things we're loose, you know? Pretty loose. Yeah. <laughs> and they, uh, yeah, they and you see Zodug in the corner running, running towards you. He just kind of um, stops and makes eye contact with you. I'm guessing you're not sprinting at me with just your pants on down the street for no reason. He, he doesn't say anything to you. He just kind of falls to his knees in front of you, at, like your feet. And just, you can hear him just absolutely bawling. And he's just like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I can't believe what I did. They saved me and I just, I gave them up. So. He's just gone. We have to help them. And he just like grabs on your pant leg. Stand up. Stand up. Jesus. Goodness Christ. And she starts to get up. He's weak in the knees. He's bawling. He's just kind of like, I can't believe it. I. All she did for me. I. What are they going to do to her? What are they going to do to all of them? If you see what they're doing to us, a continent away, you can imagine. So, uh, here's what's going on. Uh, Zodug was smuggled out by an old friend of mine. Um, the Legion is working for whoever's in charge in Grotria, some elf that definitely took over. It seems like exactly the same situation we've run into before. 
and it's not the same as it used to be helping people leave and uh unfortunately it seems like our dream was very real uh i don't do any of you know how that makes sense at all almost has got a spell that does that what is that what do you mean the one we don't we don't know that we don't know that oh we don't okay no, we Are don't. we talking about a dream spell? Oh, yeah, no, no one knows about that. Okay, never mind. No. Uh, no, there's. Yeah, he looks to Almason. Is there any spells that does do that? Does that? I, for that specifically, what exactly happened to Tevrook and him? Not that I know of. Oh. And this is different from earlier tonight. He didn't see the people that I was talking to by the woods. So that I thought it was just me. Just, you know, I grew up a little bit, but this is different. Like they forced well, two people out of their bodies into a certain location. Like that's, I don't know. Have, have so so I I just like I'm just babbling, says Buck. But has anyone considered the possibility that all those fa- fancy uh, fancy items you have, the darkness has probably got something identical to that on its side, and those fancy oh, yeah. things do all sorts of stuff that normal ma- goes well beyond what normal magic can do. We know about at least one old dark artifact, don't we? Aviana, didn't you read in the book at some point about some some dark sword or something? It's called like Black Razor or something? Did I dream that, Mike? No, that, that happened. I think that, that was Star Wars. No. So, <laughs> that happened? So, okay. <laughs> so, that was the book that Aviana and uh, almost stole from the uh, Church of Cognizance using a suggestion spell to getting you this book for like eight hours and. Yeah. Never so, that's right. It, so, we, so, we know there were old, like, dark artifacts. So, there's no stretch of the imagination. Yeah, you're walking this, around with one. This elven woman. <laughs> that this elven woman has one of those artifacts. And is using it to ensorcel the entire legion, as well as to reach out and try to drag the souls, if it were, says Bob. To be fair, she was was raised to be a politician, so. Oh, you know her. (laughs) Why is that not a surprise? Oh, I thought that would have um. You know, you you know, like Fox says. Wait, can we can we do a party vote? Can we, can we do a party vote at this point? Anytime one of a- Aviana's uh, old acquaintances shows react, up, or react to can... that. What, is is it is it Fezzi? No, it's um Kaloon. Oh, wait, Kaloon. That's right, Kaloon. Oh, yeah. So Fezzi's a dude, yep. right? Can, yeah. Can, can we just have a vote anytime one of Aviana's old acquaintances show, uh, shows up? We just set them on fire. No, but you guys, but you know, no, we discussed this. We already this. knew we, that this we was this. a thing. Yeah. All her, the four old friends we... of hers are all now leaders. It was, it was, it was part of a discussion. We found out that, like, oh yeah, yeah. like there was a, a human and an elf and a, and a halfling and then yeah. another elf and then Aviana's like, wow, like three guesses as to who all those people are. Yeah. Aviana's friends are all agents of bad god. We understand. Yeah, we're not going to talk about it. It's fine. Laurel, yeah. just, just Laurel's the horse people. Yeah, Laurel's just like <laughs> watching this conversation. Like, what is happening? Yeah. Um, yeah so she was raised to be a politician. So. so she hated it, but yeah. wasn't bad at it. Uh, we think we think Fezzi is here, right? No. Potentially. Um, Where's Fezzi? In Revelon, you mean, no. In Revelon is someone else. We don't know who that is. It's Greg. Greg is in Revelon. Oh, yeah, Greg Miller. (laughs) There's there's another another elf in Revelon 
Um, Fezzi is in. I always get it wrong. It's not Magrum. We don't know who's in Magrum. Pelaros. Pelaros. Yep, he's in Pelaros. And then right. Kaloon is in. And then no one knows what's going on in Magrum because no, there's been nothing. Yeah. From them. But Box right. Someone. And Brelic yeah. was in. Right. But strong magic is fucking with uh, hobgoblins. Yeah. 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 And magic usually wasn't her forte, to be honest, but at this point, it doesn't really matter, does it? Wow. At this point, I mean, we're going to need... wasn't really their forte. Before. At this point, yeah, we're going to need all the help we can get at this point, says Buck. It, you all are trying to save the world and all that, but, like, it's like he, he's looking up, like, it says, I'm not trying to be a douche or anything, but you're having problems saving yourselves at this point. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's just an observation. That's what we're doing, right? That's why we're going to Not Chicken. That's why we're going to the Capitol. Yeah, exactly. We're we're already working on that. I mean, look, look, Buck. We made a new Tiefling friend. Your your friend, right? Like now, uh, ally. So far, yeah, whatever. It's, <laughs> isn't it just the same? Yeah, yeah. We'll be we'll be really good friends very quickly. Don't worry. Almas and I only make the best decision. Hundred <laughs> percent of the time. Okay. Yeah, thousand. But yeah, Seabuck, uh, we're we're gaining allies. We're you know helping people. We're traveling for a very specific ally right now. Hopefully, he will join us with many of his own allies. And I'll look so at Zodug. You say, don't fall on deaf ears. Are you coming too? Because obviously, you're you're in it now. But I don't know what to tell you. He stops. He actually looks back to where he came. You can see there's a bag there in the distance. Looks like most of his belongings. He's just like, he looks at Tavrok. He goes, they said there was a ship to the east that'll take us to Grotria. I plan on leaving on that ship and killing everyone on it and sailing back and saving them all. Those are big plans. And he kind of stares at Tavrok and just kind of looks at the rest of the party. He goes, Will you come with me? He kind of looks up at the group. He goes, I, I've been <coughs> running for a very long time. And at this point, I think what I've been running from is catching up with me. I can't run anymore. It's here. So, um, is this it? You're gonna leave us just the same way Chalk did? Maybe. I'll go over to Tavern now. Go ahead. I'm like, uh, hey. I get it. I mean, you got you got to do. It was just like Chalk. He went off to do what he had to do. We went back to him. I mean, it's tough. You know, we'd rather you be here, but if you got to take care of it, we can come find you later. We got to gather up allies anyways. We can also always go with you. Could do that too. But I don't know if you want us there. For something like this. Oh, just kind of goes. 
I'm leaving this morning. It'll be easier to get if it's just the two of us. I... I would like very much for you. I know I can't ask that of you. I know this is important. I know just going to Grichery is less important. There's more. Um, God can help more. He can. This is this is the right move. There's a reason we were doing this from the beginning, anyway. But things change, and I feel I feel better about the four of you than I do the people back there. Especially uh, with our new friend here. Be careful. I don't know what that thing that happened this morning was. And I can't, I don't know what to tell you about it. it don't take off your gauntlets. Um, not even to sleep. I don't shower with them on. I don't care. You have, have the grossest wrists. Um, uh, I, I don't have anything else I can give you. Um, Here's a vial of blood as it just kind of wipes it off her face. <laughs> I'm going to go in. For the big, say, warrior's hug, Jesus Christ. The thing with the <laughs> forearms and pull them in, and then gonna like point to the thing that's in your. I'm assuming it's still in your hair, the little thing I gave you back in the day. 100, 100% it is. Yeah, as I, I said, I do the the arm wrist thing. Like, all right, we'll be here. Don't lose that, by the way. You're gonna need that. As as you go to back away and like release my hand, Tavert pulls you back in and gives you a hug. Oh boy, mm -hmm. let me roll for this. Don't know how to <laughs> You're rolling for it? No, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to run away. <laughs> he does like smooching in his D and D. I do. Yes. Yeah, I'll sit there with it for a yes! second. Yes, that's sure. what I need right now. <laughs> and he appreciates it, of course. And Joe Dog's like, "Don't worry, I'll take care of him." And you just kind of like all look at him, like you know, this dude can't handle shit. So doesn't even have a wife beater on. I'm not worried about what those other about. <laughs> it's true. Um, just uh, don't don't go getting yourself killed. I think the world still needs you. Oh no! If anything's gonna kill me, you guys are gonna be there for it. I want to make the joke of wouldn't be the first friend I killed, but I feel like that's a little tasteless. <laughs> won't be I'm the first, the won't be the last. Won't be the last. <laughs> I mean, if anyone gets to kill you, it it is it will definitely be us. I think I can get us some horses from the stay and pay. Got a horse already. His name is Hector. A, that sounds like a fucking brothel. <laughs> I already got one. It's fine. His name is Hector. So, um, what's up, Bach? So, you're really going to leave? 
I mean, Bach, we, um, you know, when your dad finally decided that he had to go home, we had to let him, so... How, how quickly can you guys get the nut chicken? How, how quickly can we get the nut chicken? We give right. him the math calculation for how long it takes to get to nut chicken. If we, If not much happens, an episode or two. <laughs> but one episode. <laughs> no, I think we were we were yeah, it was I think it's a it's couple a weeks. It's still a couple weeks still. Yeah. So I'll yeah. say a month to be overestimated. So huh. Still a fair ways off. Yeah. Hmm. And we have to get to grocery from there, so It'll be a while. Yeah. So, I guess you guys need to tell my dad that uh, I'll have to see him later. Hmm? I made a promise to protect, uh, or he made me promise to protect all of you. Right now, he needs the most protection, not the rest of you. Okay. I'm not going to stop you from making the adult decision. Are you sure? It's like, that's why I was born. That's why I gained sentience. It was his send-off. My dad wanted to make sure that there was someone here to make sure you follow, that you were all protected. Whether you listen to my advice, he kind of like waves an angry finger at us. <laughs> yeah. Was up to you, but if you are gonna go see, go to my dad, it's like he'll be able to protect you. He's heading in the opposite direction. Who's gonna protect him? I guess. I guess so. It's fair enough. I guess. Yeah. Um. Just, just tell him that I'm do that. I'll see him later, and that uh, that that we, we can talk later. And that uh, um, thank thank him that he gave me sentience. Is that the right the term? You got it. Mm-hmm. I'll get down yeah. on the knee and give you a handshake. I would have loved to see you two talk face to face. That would have been fun for. <laughs> Everybody, but I understand. Yeah, we we never had the opportunity, have we? No, it would have been great, but uh, I understand. It would have been nice to actually talk to my dad. Yeah, I get it. Uh, But yeah, you you take care of each other, you two. Yeah, I'll take care of him. I'll make sure he gets. I make sure. I'll make sure that when we all meet up, he's still in one piece. All right. (laughs) You get to not chicken, because Tolly, Tolly just stops you mid-conversation and Tali's gonna grab you and give you the biggest hug and like little scritches behind your ears. It's like, Buck, I know he was your dad, but I've been there since the beginning and I'm gonna miss you so much. Like, you're getting tears on my fur! <laughs> he says, I know! He makes these little whimpering sounds. Look, look, look. It's like I I know I know 
It's like him wanting, uh, Tavrik wanting to leave was abrupt, but if he's got something he's got to do overseas, it's like I said, it's, I was given this gift for a purpose, just like you guys were given these artifacts for a purpose. It's like, I know I'm just going to miss all the shenanigans. You might not remember, but your dad used to make you do these crazy things just to get me like, I think I still have a jar of buttons somewhere. <sighs> you can make sure you keep those buttons. Those are valuable buttons. They are. I just wish I had had an opportunity to finish all the gifts or, or the magical items that I was going to craft for all you guys. Are we going to get our money back on those? I think you owe those some, some gold. Yeah, I think so. All sales are <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, I'm very upset. All sales are final, back. says, uh, says Bob <laughs> with a grin. Um, just, um, you know, don't, don't forget us. Why would I forget you? We won't forget you. It's like, I can't, it's like, why would I forget you? He kind of, like, he rummages into one of his pockets and pulls out a stone and hands it to Tally. After all, we'll still be in touch. I'll take the stone. It's a sending stone. And uh, look after this jackass. He's going to need it. Oh, yeah, that's why I'm going. (laughs) (laughs) Even in my dreams, I'm not very good at fighting alone. Brutus and I will make sure that he's safe. Brutus, too. I I will walk up and do that thing where you like pat a dog's like torso because you can't pet him. Clunk, clunk, clunk. (laughs) Yeah, it's like clunk, clunk. Alright. Did you um, did did you guys want to take Moan with you too? Just, you know. No, I can't. I'm not going anywhere. (laughs) I'm staying right here. You're sure? I think they they could really use your help. (laughs) They could really use your help, Moan. Give me it to the end. Mm-hmm. Are you sure? Oh, Laurel wouldn't know this, but my familiar, who's a little closet, has an, a New Zealand accent. I yes. have been informed. Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's the first I, time I mean, you're also, seeing it. When Aviana says that, uh, she's Tavrik. She looks at you like she's like, please, please take him, please. <laughs> I do. If you're if you're gonna do one thing for me in this lifetime, make this be it, please. I wish. I wish. I could. Like, so. <laughs> Bob gets Bob climbs on top of a uh, Brutus because that's his, his mount and says, "I got my ho- my horse, we're closest thing to it." I just ran there somewhere. Uh, you guys all know I'm, you know, I'm a pretty emotional person. Lots of different ones, but uh, you know, I don't plan on that stopping now. But. Uh, I love you all so much. And I know you're going to be great with or without me. And um, I'll be in Grotria when you get there. Yeah. Give another hug. Tell me it's, only, um, it's only a month, right? A month and a half, two months? We'll have that, that bitch's head on a pike. Zoda kind of pops in. He just then he realizes, like, this isn't the moment. He kind of, like, Steps back. And yeah, and maybe maybe there won't be a problem with Gratria by the time you get there. Best yeah. 
then don't be a don't be a stranger, Tally. It's like that stone works every day. Okay. I'll uh, I'll definitely keep tabs. We'll keep you up to date with what's going on and when we get there and everything else. That works. So, yeah. just kind of Zodug, kind of like oh, I need to grab a oh, horse, and I believe yours is still to stay and pay. Um, before you go, um, Tevrik, um, I since you're going home, to will you still need the mask? Uh, you know. Uh, no, actually. I'm, um, I think I'm done hiding. Uh, and he, like, unlatches it from his helmet and, uh, and hands it over. Does, it's for you, oh, I guess you weren't, didn't have your illusion up, did you? You just were, to be fair, in No, this was, this was just normal, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had it somewhere, probably keep it in my pocket or something, as much as yeah. I've been using it, even without the armor. But I, yeah. Um, thanks, it's... This will definitely come in handy. <clears throat> Especially if, you know, there's people after us now. We gotta go. All right. So yeah, um, I will step been... back with the rest of the group. Uh-huh. Yeah, we, Good we, luck. We, we should go while there's still daylight. That's right, right? Yeah. Daylight. Yeah. We must go uh, find the ship. As soon as they get out of like eye shot, I use the sending stone, and I just oh. say testing. Yeah, one two. I can hear you loud and clear over. Oh uh, yeah, Bok takes it out. Works. It, it kills takes it. Out a as soon as he says over, <laughs> it kills it. Dis- it disenchants it. One two. <laughs> the so he he before he leaves, he like drops a, a bag of coins on the on the ground because that's what he had from everybody that he had borrowed to uh, start making the magical items but he never got around to it. Oh. Look, Tally, we get our money back. <laughs> I forget how much I gave. Anyway. that That's what really makes her break down. <laughs> uh, you, gave him, you, you gave him... <laughs> Aviana gave him 200 gold, Almas gave him 100, oh. Tyber gave him 500, but he's coming with me, so it's alright. Inventory, inventory, 200 gold. Yeah, I, I don't remember. I think it might have been like one or something. Or... I don't know. Uh, you and Quill did not give him any money on my list, oh. unless, it was, <laughs> unless it was later on. I think it was the next session, but it, I didn't give him that much. Okay. I don't know how many, I just... It yeah. doesn't matter, I'm rich as fuck. <laughs> Richer than all you heathens. I don't know. I haven't sent any money. Eh. Anyway, I'm still pretty rich. So, uh, <laughs> so, so, Tavrut goes and he he gets his armor, and fully suits up. First time in a couple months at this point. Uh, Doug puts his on as, as well. Uh, the three of us head to the and east. Fox got his half plate on. <laughs> In the middle. Yeah. I imagine it's like boom, boom, and whoop. <laughs> so one of these things ain't, it's two men and a baby here. <laughs> Bob kind of like looks up at the two like grown men. So are you two my dads now? 
I think Zoda. I think Zoda I imagine there's there. a lot of like as you're riding in between, you look to the right, you're looking at like horse you know what, you look to the left, you're looking at horse you know what as you're continuing on this ride. It's like to glory. And with that, that'll end uh, tonight's session. And I just want to say thanks to Jake for uh, joining us on this campaign, and uh, he'll be taking a step back from the aisle for uh, for the foreseeable. And uh, we wish him the best in his in, uh, in his endeavors. Sure endeavors. Yeah. Love you guys. Mm-hmm. Love you too, Jake. So we'll see you next week on the aisle of Misfit Rolls. Bow, 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 bow. <laughs> <laughs>